And we're back. I'm James. This is the Grizz Fan Podcast. I'm Luke. I'm Mike. I'm Brent. And I'm James. Who else we got here, James? Have you met? <laughs> Don't. <laughs> you know, the thing about podcasting is you need to say something into the microphone. It's okay. That's all. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm actually kind of excited today. We have... Um, friend of the pod, I'd say, yeah. regular <laughs> listener, good friend of mine, recovering sports journalist Indeed. of years gone by, stand-up comedian, uh, Lynn Salmon, joining us, and I think this is the first time we've had a female co-host. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, yeah. oh I feel so special. guests. It's very it's, exciting. It's uh, a good point. This it's, is a historic day a historic. in Grizz fan poddom. And it's our, not to say... That you know we hold any sort of antipathy against women broadly. We just have a hard time I'm getting women to hang out to with hang us. Out with you. Yeah. It's the first person. I was like, well, there's there's a yeah. straight line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always been a problem. The comedian in me is, won't even touch that. But. You know, and, and you guys feel this role sometimes too. But you know that sometimes you'll be watching a sports, you'll be watching some sports moment that's big on on TV or at a game or something like that. And someone will text you, and maybe you haven't talked to him in like three months. But you'll get a text message, and it'll be like, doesn't even have to reference it. It'll just be like, did you see Rogers? Da-da. You know, that is Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so we're paying attention. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Lynn, you want to tell the tell the Grizz fan pod world a little bit about yourself? Yeah, yeah. So I am I'm a Helena native. I grew up in Helena. I've lived here in Missoula for 14 years, which is kind of bananas. But in another chapter in my life, I was a sports writer. And I was a sports writer in Helena for the Independent Record. I was actually the assistant sports editor, which was pretty cool for a woman in the mid-90s, early to mid-90s. Um, I also worked at papers in Idaho. I worked at the Lewiston Morning Tribune. The beauty of the Lewiston paper is that we covered uh, University of Idaho and Washington State. So that was kind of fun. I also worked at the Yakima Herald Republic. Um, so I've been out of the sports writing business for quite a while, like well over a decade, almost two decades. Well, actually, probably more than two decades. But um, um, I mean, I've been a sports fan my entire life. But Clearly. Um, yeah, 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 absolutely. So, um, but I definitely was. It was pretty cool to be a woman sports writer in Montana in the '90s. Yeah. So I'm um, sure we're going to jump into this. Jump no, into this a little absolutely, bit more. absolutely. Um, James, let's. Let's chat with you for a second. Mm-hmm. A couple of questions for you. How loud did your watch say it got yesterday in the stadium? Oh. A hundred. <gasps> oh my. Pretty cool. His watch kept giving him warnings about being in loud noises. Wow. Yeah. James, is that an Apple watch? Yeah. Fascinating, Ooh. Mike. Broadcast that over. <laughs> his how many, how his many mother watches? got it for him. Oh, it's too loud. But you know what? Because the Apple universe won't share outside of Apple, I can't track his location. Yeah, no. only only my wife can, which is I'm so just, stupid. I'm you know what? Free range if kids. It was, if it was an Android watch, you, you both could. Yeah, it's all through Google. Bummer. But I, I'm really glad we have the loudness thing. Yeah, I don't know why Brent took us down that negative road. <laughs> <laughs> it's not negative. Um, so, what did you think of the game, bud? I mean. The atmosphere was fun. I'll give it that. Like, yeah. we may and we will get into what we're concerned about. <laughs> I had fun. I had a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. totally. James, where uh, would you rank 
the jerseys in the in the in the alternate jersey realm. And I don't know because do you remember the granite gray ones with the white? No. Okay. Mm-mm. All right. Pretty young. Yeah. I don't even know if you were at that. You game. Definitely don't remember the Halloween uniforms. You probably oh, might remember, not have been born at that, that time. Yeah. Do you know what was interesting that I noticed? So we sit in the north end zone, right? And I think it was the mixture of the dark and like the big screen flashing down and the jerseys. But I actually kind of found that I couldn't see on the other side of the field very well. Oh, fascinating. Like it all kind of blended together. Like I could see the players and stuff like that, but I was absolutely watching the the big screen screen. to watch the numbers. Interesting. Maybe I'm just getting old. Well, there's that too. You already are. Yeah. What what big thing happened in school oh my God. this week for you? Blazing right past that. You yeah. <laughs> you know, I am the second youngest person at this table. That just shows how old you all are. <laughs> Whoa, buddy. So started band. <laughs> what instrument, James? What instrument? Saxophone. That's so cool. We'll see how it goes, right? Um what are your takeaways from this game? What do, what do the Grizz need to do to make you feel comfortable? Mm. Learn how to run their offense quicker and not take a whole half to get it going. That's fair. I mean, this seems That's like good. decent advice. Yeah. That's really know. good advice. What about the defense? They were right there? They were pretty good. Oh, yeah. They, I mean, they were grinding. It, it, uh, I mean, they had to. <laughs> it got loud. I, uh, I feel like the crowd deserves a game ball. What do you think? I mean, I was going to say that. I think player of the game might have been the crowd. I mean, how many false stops? Not to take away from the effort like, of the team, but down in the, When they were on the two, yeah. that was bananas. Yeah. To the one, did. to the half, to the pushing back, to pushing nose back. on the line. Yep. Any other did, big observations did from you, you? Did you stay the whole game? Did you watch fireworks? What did you think of the fireworks? That yeah. Cool. Yeah. Kind of like how we thought of the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think about fireworks with lights on? Yeah. I kind of wanted them to match the music a little bit better, but, you know, I was pretty picky at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I just love that. I, I saw some, I saw the clip of the Ferris State SID, I assume, interviewing the coach on the field after the game yeah, for yeah. them. Yeah. And it's just like, the, you hear the fireworks blaring and Katy like Perry singing in the background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, the guy not how it was planned. <laughs> Boy, this is something else. <laughs> James, oh. do you like night games in Washington Grizzly, or do you prefer, like, day games? I like night games better. Yeah, you liked them? Did you find yourself, like, checking the time through the afternoon and trying to just be like, oh, when are we, when are we going? Yeah. That's the thing I like about, like, the 1 p.m., 2 p.m. kickoffs. Like, you kind of get up and you're off to Grizzly football. Well, I'd rather, rather it be another week because there was, like, no good games really to watch before. No, the good games kind of happened when we were playing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get home in time to watch the Colorado game? Yeah, and then I fell asleep. Well, because it, it went till the middle of the night. Yeah. Your dad and I watched it. We did. In an undisclosed location. Yeah, it was fun. Is it the Grizz parking lot? <laughs> no, but I was there for a while. It was uh, it was in the Mo Club. You've had a burger there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Most of the people in that bar were closer to your age than mine. <laughs> well, yeah. and, and, and you're all really lucky that I wasn't there. So. Yeah. <laughs> I could have been a mother or grandmother to yeah. Um. All right. You got nothing. No, this week? 
anything surprise you with uh, some of the conference wins or games? Did you hear about the Stetson Hatters travel schedule? Mm-mm. Oh my gosh! Their I, charter was I haven't heard their this. charter was delayed. They landed in Bozeman at five a.m. the day of the game, but they booked their team hotel in Helena, which makes zero sense. I, what I don't know is if they bust to Helena and came back to Bozeman. No, no, no. no. They came back, later. and then there was my understanding was there was a there was a crash. Yeah, they got the there highway. thirty minutes before kickoff. There was a crash on the highway, so all the traffic was all the way backed up. I don't know where specifically it was, like there, if it was on the the yeah. interstate or the or Highway Twelve, but. There was a crash, so there was all this crazy traffic. So they got to the ballpark not that long before they were supposed to be there. It was a 1 p.m. kickoff team bus rolled in at 12.30. That's bananas. And they landed there at 5 a.m. And their hotel was in Helena. Do you think, you know, like the And it was like 49 and nothing The MSU was like, are they going to show up? (laughs) Right? Like, what do you do? Can we get a sub a team forfeit? to jump in? Right. You know, is there a pr- is there a prison the, nearby? The, the that Belgrade can the High team? School. Yeah. Or other? Oh, Interesting. Uh, James, we do have a hand. We have a couple of fan questions for you. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Grizz guy, who uh, his name is Frank. Uh, I've met him before, and uh, he is an excellent uh, long distance marathon runner. Has uh, taken interest in your goals for uh, running, and so he is wondering what your what your goals are for the season, and then uh, like your running goals as you go through middle school, or do you want to run? I'm, I'm expanding his question here. Do you want to run like do cross country running in high school, and kind of how are you, how are you working on your goals, and what's your plans? I don't really know. Could you combine running and saxophone? Could you run with a saxophone? That sounds like a bad idea. There'd be some. Do, do, you, do you own the saxophone or are your parents renting the saxophone? <laughs> we are renting the saxophone. <laughs> uh, have you timed yourself on a mile run yet? Not really. Not really. Okay. Do you have any races coming up? The Homecoming Hustles in the middle of. Well, it's at Homecoming. <laughs> In two weeks. Is it? Does it conflict with the parade? Because we're otherwise booked. I think it goes That's a collective out. Week. That goes out in the front of the week. parade. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, no, I think it leaves right. the parade. I think you're right. We we could we could lead the parade, Mike, in the homecoming <laughs> hustle. <laughs> uh, okay, James um, Everett Grizz is wondering who you think, just you, James, not your father. None of your friends. Who do you think should start at quarterback? We are breathless with anticipation. <laughs> Mike's just angry staring at his phone because he's multitasking. <laughs> you don't, do you have any inkling do, yet, James? James? Do you do you think we've we've settled on a starter? No. No. Do you? Did you like what we did in the game with Vidlack, or did you want to see more McDowell, or do you I think we? I wanted to see a little bit more McDowell. Yeah. They brought him in for like five plays. I don't even think it was. Five. I think yeah, it might have been not like, a lot. Yeah, it might have been like three, but yeah. So it wasn't very many. Do you think Vidlack? But what do you think they like gave Vidlack the opportunities to kind of get better at what he did, or do you think he needed mm-hmm. a little bit more opportunity, like chances out there? 
think they just wanted to see how we'd play against a good team because that's pretty much all the Big Sky Conference. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. All right, James. So you're in the coach's room, and, and Bobby looks at you, and he's like, James, who am I starting against Northern Arizona this weekend? What do you say? <laughs> that's a good one. He says, if if this guy wins it, we're going to get one of the, the big stickers of you in the tunnel with all the other grizzly legends. We're going to put James up on the wall, too. Everything's riding on this. Still say Vidlock, probably. Okay, that's fair. All right. Cool. Like, I like what they did in the first game. Except, yeah. like, rotate them. Rotate like him a little more. Don't have Vidlock play like two and a half quarters and then McDowell finish it. Kind of change him out a little bit more frequently. Yeah, like, like what Montana State does sometimes. Like play by play or series by series? Probably or? like possessions. Okay. Yeah, it's funny. Bobby Houck did that in 2009 mm-hmm. with Andrew Sell and Justin Roper. But uh, we're not doing that so much this year so far. Well, so. um. Ferris State did that to a degree. Ferris State did that the whole game, yeah. They did. <laughs> uh, those are our questions for you, buddy. Got anything else you want to add? How'd your Niners do? Good. Good. Rams kind of gave him a scare, though, man. Those games are always game. close. And Purdy maybe had his least accurate game, I'd say, of his career. He, he overthrew some guys. Yeah. Was it in San Francisco? Now it was in L.A. But it might as well have been in San Francisco. It was like full of Niners fans. Um, James, let's pick the games real quick so we can get you out of here, right? You ready, dude? Yeah. 2-1 Cal Poly plays 1-2 Portland State. Portland State, who scored like Mm. (laughs) 1,000 points (laughs) in the first quarter. I don't know. You don't know? There's one bad team. It is. And then there's another bad team. It is that's in. Really, that's a very astute Por- observation. Portland State. It is in Portland State's much feared high school football stadium <laughs> that they play in. Do you want to come back to that one? Yeah. Okay. Good choice. Okay. We'll just make the next one easy. Sac State plays Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> that's a toughie. Holy buckets. <laughs> it's in the Kibby Dome. It's getting tougher, dude. Where's your spreadsheet? You've picked all these. On my mom's computer. I'm oh, remember. man. Uh, this is a good one, though. I'm trying to remember. Okay. I think I had Idaho winning it because of the Kibbe Dome. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. That seems fair. Have you th- put some more thought to the the uh, much-anticipated Cal Poly Portland State game? <laughs> Should we just flip a coin on it? I mean, someone has to win, right? I'd probably go look at it. <laughs> There's no way that I'm answering that. Rock, paper, scissors. I can't. Hang on. Don't have a coin. Don't have a coin. Do you want to flip this coin? Ooh. Oh, that's a pretty slick coin. Are, are we getting some sort of I flew on the charter to the team's last... This is not my coin. <laughs> I probably got to keep it in plastic, but is the uh, it's the Big Sky Conference. Uh, it's it's one of the... Is that what they flip when they do, when yeah. they do the thing? So what are we flipping for? A friend, uh, apparently heads, Cal Poly in Portland State. Is, heads is Cal Poly, or how do you want to do it? Heads Let's keep it in the plastic. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, going to, it's, go, it's a gift for another, a friend, so we got to keep it. it wrapped. Oh, good noise. Heads, heads. Is, heads is what? Cal Poly. 
Cal Poly. James goes with Poly. Woo-hoo. What do you think of the coin, man? It's kind of cool, huh? I think that that prediction was wrong. I'm going with Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Forget the coin. All, All right. good. So you were picking Portland State. You were picking Idaho. Northern Colorado, 0-3, plays Idaho State, 0-3. Where is that? Idaho State. Idaho State. Do you want to flip the coin again? Yeah. <laughs> do you want me to flip it? It's hard to do with the plastic. It's tails. I don't know what tails means. I see. I see. There's a lot of tough games to pick. Honestly, I agree. There's it's only all, it's all the good teams in, and the bad teams. In theory, there, no. there's good really teams, good teams, bad in theory, teams, bad there's really only one game where there should be a clear favorite. Uh, that's um, Montana and I. Yeah, we'll get to that. Eastern Washington goes to Cal Davis. Surpri- uh, Eastern Washington one and two, but beat ranked Southeastern Louisiana. Yeah. So go with Davis. Davis. It's in Davis. Oh, so, it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, Bobcats go to we... Ogden. That's a toughie. That's. And that game is at 6 p.m., so we'll go watch it. I remember that was the game that decided who won the champ on that for me. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Weber got. Weber hung tough with Utah, but their offense couldn't get it going. <clears throat> and we don't know the status of Tommy. Well, I heard I heard a little rumor about that. We can we'll, we'll okay. get to that later. Do you think? Okay, James. Do you think Weber State is going to snap three punts into the end zone? Oh my goodness! Again. Do they have the same snapper? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> Who are you going with, dude? I think I had, like, the Cats winning. Okay, that's fair. Like, by four, because they were down and came back. Cats by four. Okay. Okay, okay. And then we've got Grizz go to NAU. Grizz. Grizz, okay. Okay. That's the games. Gets a little easier when it's conference play. We're not picking 12 games. We're picking... Yeah, and it's not from some random place in the middle of nowhere. All right, Bubba. Anything else for us? All right, go shower. (laughs) <laughs> the shower's nice, good. Hit the shower. Good Thanks work, for bro. Hanging out with us. <laughs> See you, dude. Okay. Let's start with some positives, right? Sure. I thought the atmosphere was great. Setting aside the absolute concern list I have, which we'll get to. <laughs> it's long. Isn't it? I had a lot of fun. Record crowd. Right. I think we dispelled the myth about. Brent doesn't believe record crowd. I don't really care what I don't think. It's fine. Uh, I don't it care. was great in there. Like, why are you so negative no, on the stuff that just no. brings me happiness? Okay, but no, and then you just great. get caught on like, let's start all the seniors. Was there twenty seven? Was there twenty seven thousand people in that stadium? I mean, that's what they said on the thing. Okay. Right. So here's my. So I'm walking <laughs> you there. Everything the government tells you. <laughs> so I'm. So no, this is a, this is a cute story. So I'm walking there. You know, I mean, and it's like four thirty. Whenever I'm walking there. And this, you know, everybody's walking along, and obviously everybody walking along the river trail, we're all wearing black. And so this nice couple, who was clearly not going to the football game, they ride their bikes, or they're walking their bikes at this point, and the gentleman says to me, excuse me, can you tell me, why is, it a, why is everybody wearing black? <laughs> and I said, well, it's a blackout game. You know, and I said, they do different stuff. There'll be a whiteout game or a wear maroon game or, oh. And so then his, the, his partner says, 
what does it mean? (laughs) And I said, well, it doesn't really mean anything, but it looks cool on TV. And so then she said, how does everybody know what to wear? (laughs) It was very sweet. I said, well, you know, they promoted it. Um, It was this very sweet, very funny little interaction about like, why is everybody wearing black? Is there a significant? (laughs) Not really. It's going to be like it's a funeral. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. 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 Boy, that's something. (laughs) I don't know. Scare the hell out of these people. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. And it was, you know, I mean, close games. People came back after halftime. People stayed. People stayed. I mean, it was great. Yeah, it was fun. It was a fun spot. I mean, some, some, I mean, just like as a fan experience, probably the most fun I've had in that stadium since Grizz Cat. Are we going to talk ago. about Sugar Bee in there? Of course. Let's <laughs> yeah, talk about it right now. So, so, from my hometown of Helena, Montana. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, apparently, upset a lot of rival football players. Oh, really? Yeah. Which is weird. What? Like they were mad that he didn't. Sean Chambers tweets. He's like, and at him. He's like, you're going to get knocked out in your next round. Go Cats. <gasps> oh, like he didn't come to a cat game? Like, is that what it was? Uh, I guess. Of his, course. I, his, I'm brother, yeah. his brother's a UM graduate. Yeah, yes. His cousin, who Mike and I um, were friends with in college, uh, you know, graduate. He's got a lot of family members who went to UM. He's, yeah. a, he's a Grizzly fan. Yeah. It Did, was funny, though. I said, screw off MSU. Cats are I said, I know that there's thousands of people in this stadium who are so excited to see him. But I also said, there are thousands of people in the stadium who we have lost. no idea who the skinny guy with the pink hair is. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say there's thousands of people who lost money on his last No, 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 no. I mean, there, there might have been that, too. But, I mean, I'm sure there were, I mean, obviously. And, and I mean, I loved at the end when the Ferris players... Oh, they were after this crazy loss, like want to run over and get their selfie with them, and yeah, um, you know, and they had him in the locker room. They did. Uh, so, I mean, it's kind of funny. <clears throat> so, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, at quarterback club. I'm sitting there with uh, with Kyle Sample, who's been in the pot uh, quite a few times with us, and Kent Haslam walks over and he leans, the athletic director, and he leans into us and he's like, "How many people in this room do you think know who Sean O'Malley is?" Kyle and I like scanned the room and we're like, probably like 20%. (laughs) (laughs) Probably not a lot of MMA fans in the room. And he's just like, yeah, okay, okay, okay. Sounds good. And Kyle, Kyle looks at me. I look at Kyle and Kyle's like, oh, they're bringing him in to raise the flag right there. Kyle, I wonder who, I wonder who asked whom. Do you think the Grizz asked him or do you think he asked the Grizz? I bet we asked him. I bet we asked him. And then that was like, immediately this week, they're like, surprise guest. It's like, you know, okay, here we go. Yeah. But it was cool. I mean, like, did you see the video? Um, uh, Kyle Hansen mm-hmm. with uh, with Cape Cape Oh, that was great. Shared like him oh. singing the fight song with him, and yeah, it was awesome. Was good for it. I am gonna say, I think we have found something that Kyle Hansen loves more than Olive Garden. <laughs> yes. Well, he, didn't he? He went to Boston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He went to he Boston. Went, he, he went this is all he's talked about all summer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And he tweeted nonstop when they were in Boston. Yeah. 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 But no, it was and it was Actually, fun because I it was think like, Kyle Hansen invited him. Now that I think there about you it. go, and then they couldn't get out of it. They were like, "Well, he's here. He's here. So let's give him the this. flag." Um, but it was awesome. I mean, he stayed the whole game. He was like, you could see him running on the sidelines with the flag. He sang with the guys afterwards. There's a great clip of that in there. Yep. It was awesome. I mean, Bobby's addressing the team in the locker room afterwards, and he's got a jersey on, and he's kneeled down with the rest of the team. Yeah. And, I mean, like, well, then and then they asked Bobby in the post game about it. Yeah. And I was like, 
do I really believe this? You know, that he was like, okay, that he was there. See, but like, it's like this big mix for Bobby because like, Uh you know, like tough guys are straight laced and all this stuff. And they're from Montana. And they're from Montana. Mm -hmm. And here's this guy that is, you know, embraces the flamboyant side of like the hair and all that. He's got a weed brand. But he is a tough SOB, clearly, you know, world champion. Yeah. Like, there's Bobby no, can't write him off. There's no tougher sport than right. actual combat. It's right? like, all 135 pounds of him. Um, I was thinking that like it's kind of cool to have a celebrity come out and like participate, and we've seen it now with uh, with the buffs, oh. right? Like like Little yeah. Wayne comes out. Oh my god! And it's like, only gonna get. More. Yeah, there's gonna be a celebrity like rapper or they had a mini concert for them after the game. Yeah, I mean, if we could, I wish we wish we had something like that. Like we don't have our roster isn't deep <laughs> after Sean O'Malley, <laughs> but maybe he I mean, can come no, there's, back. There's the Pearl Jam guy. There's like there's possibilities. <laughs> I don't know that any of the players I know mean, who Pearl Jam is. Good point. Okay, point made. Point made. <laughs> They're jamming out to Better Man. Right. And they're like, my dad loves this song. Like, oh, my yeah. God. Bobby would probably like it. Yeah, there you go. Coaching That's staff fair. would be like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I also thought it was such an awesome evening, like, weather-wise. When I first showed up, I was so hot. Oh, my god! Like, gosh. wearing the black. It's ridiculous. Brent, your tailgate is lovely and shaded. Yes. But... Um, I was like, I'm going to sweat my ass off of this game. And it just turned out to be a fantastic evening, which I think helped people come back and become be comfortable enough to get rowdy. Did you find the Shelby contingent today or yesterday? Or did you, did you make an appearance at Brent's tailgate? So the Shelby contingent did not oh. noticeably come through. Like the Shelby, Montana? Well, Shelby. The Shelby, Paris of the Highline. The Paris, so <laughs> I Luke, went to a wedding in the, Shelby the years mayor, ago, but that's another the conversation. The mayor of Shelby's glad Luke doesn't live there. <laughs> oh, I got gotcha. you. I got you. Is there like a picture of you this at, man, a, at the city limits? This man could be the mayor of Shelby, I think. <laughs> Interestingly, we had a very heavy Lewistown, Montana contingent. Mm. Now, it's not like a Highline beef, obviously, because it's, you know. Yeah, no, no. They're not, right? But, uh, yeah, so Lewistown showed up strong and... Shelby might have just got a little scared. You have a good representation from the Golden Triangle. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to the Golden Triangle. Man, the crowd was so fun. I mean... They're just so smart, too. I mean, they they, they always talk about, like, they're smart fans. Like, really, mostly, they know when to be quiet and when to be noisy. And they understand... A legitimate call, and they understand a bad call, and they—I mean—and you get the series where Garrett Graves catches the punt at the one, and we march him back what twice, three times mm-hmm. on false starts. Yeah, it was bananas. I mean, you know, they couldn't move the ball any further. They had like three penalties, but they only won a yard or half a yard, right? <laughs> I mean, it, it was—it was really fun. I, it, yeah, you kind of got in the stretch, especially last year. Like most of the home games were kind of, save the playoff game, we were kind of eh, you know. To just have like a real fun atmosphere, competitive game where like the fan emotional investment throughout the whole thing is like needed to be like a full part of the game. It makes it it makes it more fun. I know we've mentioned this before, but the game this weekend made me really wonder how many Ferris State players we're going to have on our roster next year. I think did you post about that? Somebody posted about that today. Like how many Ferris State players are going to are going to you know enter the portal and show up here next year? (laughs) 
Well, I mean, if their coach comes. Well, and the coach saying, well, <laughs> that was a strange quote. I'm sorry. The, for the, quote, the coach to say, well, you know, if Bobby ever retires, I'm putting in my name. Please okay. do. <laughs> no, no, I, no, we can talk about that. I have a lot of questions about him. So but. I think, like, I, I think that was more of his way of kind of saying. Tipping his cap. How kind of. awesome this place was. Because, like, you watch the video and it's like, is this what it's like all the time? Yeah. Like. And, yeah, and, and this is the thing about Ferris. Unlike a lot of other D2s, they don't normally play up. Right. So I went and looked at their schedule, and I went all the way back to 2014. I did not see an FCS or FBS They play said, up. I saw it in the story today. I read the postgame story. The last FCS game they had was like 2015. Okay, it was in North Dakota State, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So when they play up, yeah. they play up. They play up. <laughs> but, yeah, I... Um, and then, I mean, and maybe this is just... Part of me says, you know, you hear about this coach and he has this crazy record and he has this crazy road record and national championships. And, and I said to the people I was sitting with, I'm like, so why is he still there? I mean, there's well, a lot of reasons people stay. I know. We talked about this last week. I mean, he's been there for a handful of years. And before that, he was at a JUCO. And before that, he was at he high school. high school. Yeah. And he's been a winner everywhere. Yep. State titles, national titles, and I'm not, I'm not. It's not like a diss. It's just sort of. I'm just sort but of. But I will tell you one thing that surprised me for a coach with such a huge winning percentage, which he was able to quote during the press conference. Like he's, I'm three sixty three and sixty eight. Lost a road I guess, game or something like that. Blah, blah, it's like blah. Well, that's weird. But um, <laughs> they are penalized a lot. Oh like, my god! Most you mentioned it last week. Like they're penalized going <laughs> in. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm sorry. Two targeting. In one game, to me, that's. I turned to the people I was sitting with. I said, "This is bad." Mm-hmm. When you have two players, you know, ejected for targeting. I mean, to me, that's a cultural thing. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it just was a one-off. But I thought this is a bad. That was alarming to me. I'd wonder. I, hard to say, but we we've heard this before from uh, coaches that say. The other team gets amped up in our environment too because it's so exciting. Yeah, that's a good point. And so, maybe kind of a does that ratchet up there? Yeah, yeah. So they had a couple personal fouls. They had mm. the two targeting calls, two ejections, an O lineman on a pick, right? And what was the other one? A special teams player, right? On that one where Garrett Graves should have let it go. And <laughs> the game was close. Yeah. They could taste no. the potential of winning. I don't know. I'm I'm not sure, uh, but I get what you're saying about how like is there a lingering cultural question? That, yeah, yeah. Multi, multi, you know, if you, when you come into that game with thirty some penalties, and then they got however many more yesterday. Uh, I just a lot. I just feel like, I mean, and there's a lot of reasons. I know game by game, and there's a lot of reasons people get penalized. But yeah, they had fifteen for 106. That's kind of a lot, you know. And I just start averaging fifteen again. Which is I mean, that's a lot of penalties. Holy cow. I mean, there's all there's more than one way to achieve what you're trying to achieve, but I just to me that's a little it gives me a little heartbreak. Three of those fifteen were for one yard, right, or half a yard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, from the twelfth man. <laughs> um, great atmosphere though. It was such a fun game. I wish we would keep those black jerseys in like rotation. Well, but you never know that they didn't lose in them, so they might get rid of those damn helmet. The with the with the that with the big the paw on the back. We are we are one and one with that paw. With that paw. The last one was the Halloween uniform against cats in twenty ten. Yeah. 
Yeah. That I, I blame our complete offensive woes on that one sticker. <laughs> on the sticker on the back sticker. of the helmet? It screwed okay. up the whole offense. Good to know. <clears throat> it seems plausible. <laughs> I mean, I, my, my, one of my big takeaways, I don't know if we're ready to talk about this, but one of my big takeaways is I, I said to my friends, I was like, well, bend, but don't break. You know, so I feel like that was kind of a... Inter- I mean, yeah, there was that was a positive for me as I was walking out. I was like, yeah, I mean, it was a weird game, and I didn't feel like it had much flow. It felt like all the TV timeouts and all the reviews and all... I mean, it just... There were times when it just was really hard to watch. But ultimately, I mean, they walked out of there with a W. So. I think there's like a kind of a bigger, broader conversation about like... And we had like fan questions on this too about like if you go to grizzticks.com to buy tickets for upcoming games. It's, yeah. These tickets are like three dollars $400. I, but do, do you know about that? And, and it's well, it's because I asked someone. I was like, "How is that possible yeah. that that Cat Grizz tickets are nine hundred and ninety nine dollars?" Yeah. yeah. And my understanding is, and maybe you guys have already covered this, but no. that the 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 ticket person, yeah, what they're trying to do is they're seeing what the market, what these tickets are going for in the market, and they're trying to match that. Yeah. Which some people think it's sharp. Some people think it's it's savvy that if there's people out there getting a squillion dollars for a Grizz ticket. Why shouldn't the Grizz get a billion dollars for a Grizz ticket? I don't really have a. I mean, I don't really have a judgment on it, but I understand why they're doing what they're doing. I mean, I won't go. <laughs> like, I, I was gonna I, say, like, I, I get that on one hand, and it's like Grizzly football is in this position, unlike any other school that, at this level of funding athletics at UM. Mm-hmm. So they, you know, every dime they need. Yeah. But I mean, that just makes that game completely unreachable for regular people. Like. I mean, it. It's just and, oh, and it's not just the brawl. A couple kids, you know. And you're like, oh, am I going to drop twelve hundred dollars? No. Well, I know. Yeah. And at first, I thought when I first, because I, I looked on the on Grizz Ticks, and I thought, oh, that has to be like a placeholder, you know, when they don't have a price and they just put in nine 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 nine. And then I was like, holy buckets! It's actually nine 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 nine. Yeah. I mean, I I tried to look at uh, two tickets for this game uh, for a friend. And it was the same kind of thing. They're two, three, four hundred dollars per ticket. Yeah. Just, but yeah, just this, you know, the TV timeout length. Just yeah, we've we've gone from this like kind of fun little homegrown, spunky program that does a lot of fun stuff to. Okay, can I tell of, you? I'm part of the problem. Can I tell but, you? How, here, here was my moment of clarity yesterday. So. I was sitting on the east side. I was sitting just right kind of on the, you know, on the grizzly sideline. Well, I typically, when I go to the games, because, um, you know, I mean, it's, this is true for men and women, but if you, if you want to go and use the restroom, the line is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So I used to always go, instead of being on the main level on the east side, I would go upstairs. Because oh, yep. there was a bathroom up there, and there was like other little concession stands and plazas and stuff. And so I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to go to my secret bathroom. And I go up there, and there's an usher there saying, do you have a ticket? Because now there's that the beer garden thing that up there, schmancy the, little spot yeah. up there. And I was like, no. And she's like, well, then I can't let you up there. And I was like, but it's... And I said to this in out loud, I was like, but it's my special bathroom. <laughs> and she was like, I'm sorry. And I went, what has this come to? You know, <laughs> that I can't go to my secret bathroom. So. Homecoming Idaho State. If you want to sit in the lower bowl, and granted, I'm not... Clicking through and looking at tickets, three hundred fifty dollars. Is this on Grizz Ticks? That's on Grizz Ticks, or that's on like Craigslist. It's on GrizzTix.com. Oh yeah. my god! I mean, yeah, I yeah. like that's because like, the question was like, man, they're just gouging 
uh, people that want to come to the cat game. And honestly, like I look at this, it's like 103 is $200. Um, 106, $499 plus an $89 and 50 cent per ticket fee. What? For Idaho State. But then if you look at on the select seats, it's like, oh, there's like one. It's one apparently handicap accessible seat. Right. So, I mean, drop six bills on it. It's so weird. Like, frankly, this team isn't good enough to spend that much money on. (laughs) Well, and okay, listen, there's like one. See the little green dot? They're on TV. And they're on TV. They're on TV. What what in the hell? I mean, I I. A win is a win, but shouldn't we beat Division Two teams by 40? Well, the other thing. Oh, here's another takeaway. Don't schedule that D2 team. Good God, no. <laughs> we I talked liked, about this before. I liked Bobby's like, post-game what say, comment. Yeah. He, uh, uh, he goes, oh, well, you know, the staff came and said, you know, we're going to schedule a D2 team, I think, week <clears> three. <throat> and Bobby's like, yeah, 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 whatever you got to do, that's that's fine. <laughs> And he goes, when I saw who it was, he goes, you didn't have to schedule that D2. <laughs> the <laughs> like, D2. D2. <laughs> well, but, you, but Governor said in the post game, he was like, that's I'm a, sorry, that's a D1. That's a D1 program. I, so uh, a guy I work with played for Ferris State mm-hmm. and then transferred to Michigan State. And he told me that in that region. Um, that's where you go. Because we talked about this in pod last week. There's no FCS schools right. in Michigan. Right. And so he would equate their conference to kind of being the kind of you know, middle of the pack, big sky. And he would equate the top portion of the big sky to being like the Mac type teams, like the Western Michigans and stuff like that. So, um, you know, he recognized that the top portion of the big sky is still, you know, talent wise and especially depth better. But then most of this conference, the best teams in this conference could absolutely play with almost all the teams in ours too. And that was his experience as a player and who's, uh, yeah, son played high school ball here and kind of sniffed a little bit of Grizz and Cats. So yeah. I believe that. I mean, cool. that that team was absolutely more talented than some of the teams we've seen. I mean, that team is going to beat Northern Colorado by three touchdowns. More than that. Yeah. yeah. I saw on uh, one of these Facebook fan groups, they like did that like score simulator and had them beating Butler by like 49 and Utah Tech by 28 or 30. And- Great, but you know what all those teams have in common? The Grizz beat them all. Yeah. So how does that, I mean, right. it, it, I, like, I, I am, and we've talked about this, I am simultaneously, like, completely acknowledging where the Grizz are at. They're picked six in the conference. Mm-hmm. Nothing they've done so far makes you think that they got Otherwise, that wrong. Yeah. For sure. It is amazing. It seems like like other fan, other teams' fans are more obsessed with Montana. Oh yeah. my gosh, there's some, there's some like it's weird venomous weirdness out there right now. I mean, it's like just like, yeah, you're, you're saying they're not good, and that's what we're saying too. Like, <laughs> okay, like, it's yeah, weird, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about the game itself. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so run game was awesome, and uh, no, Eli Gilman was awesome. Eli Gilman is awesome. How many, how many yards did we rush for? I stand by uh, we had 129. Whew, 3.2 yards per carry, 40 attempts. Wow. How many did we lose? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, yeah. Nope. Wrong. Yeah, Wrong right. side. 84 on 41 attempts. Two yards per carry. 
Yeah, two years. Apologies. Right I was looking at the wrong side of the statue. 129 was Ferris State. Was them. Yep. We had 84. And of those 84, I do believe Eli Gilman had... 81? Most of them. <laughs> well, Nick had... Nick. Eli Gilman, had... Annette. Gilman had... They, this says 86. Oh, weird. Yeah, okay, I'm just on gogirls.com, so it's kind of yeah. screwed up. So it's... So, yeah, but... Oh, no. So the, the 84... Oh, no, net. I'm sorry. 78 net. Because we had a team loss negative two. Aaron Fonts lost nine on that stupid double yeah. reverse. And yeah. Sam Vidlak lost 11. Right. So... Which quarterbacks... Gilman had so. 78. Osmo had 16. And X had eight. And Gilman went 4.1 per carry. Yeah. I mean, Gilman's exciting. I like him. Yep. How about the passing game? Oh, that wasn't great either. Passing game is bad. Well, Nine I mean, you didn't have to. You were you wringing your hands about the McDowell factor yesterday, Mike? Were no, you like, no, he wasn't. What do we? What, I, no, I mean, what do these? <laughs> actually, at one point, I would have been okay with it. I just, it's so weird how they use them, and they did another one of those stupid. Bring him in for it. Yeah. Get, I didn't get you know, it at all. Vidlak goes for you know, first down. They don't get it, so they bring in McDowell for second down. He doesn't get it. Then they bring Vidlak in for third down, and he doesn't get. It. And it's just like. That's got to be the fourth or fifth time this year they've done that sort of sequence yeah, with the same result. It doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any, any but, sense. But that stretch, that the hurry up, that yeah. no, that was there was that there, was a thing of beauty. There were like two or three drives there in the third yeah. quarter where it was like, oh, they actually seemed to, and then they went away from it. I agree. I agree. Like, uh, well, that was also, that's where I felt like Ferris... They didn't know what to do. They didn't it. know what to do at all. I mean, all. part of that was part of that was the crowd, but that was that was a moment I looked at a buddy of mine and I was like, okay, this is this is D two versus D one. Mm-hmm. Like this is a team that, um, you know, the Grizzlies were firing on all cylinders, right? They were the little sort of the no huddle, the hurry up, they were moving the ball. I mean, there were times Ferris couldn't count how many people they had in, and they couldn't get right. set, and yeah. they couldn't. And there were flags for that, and yep. like that part. That's when I that was I was like, here's a little glimpse of. You know, yep. and it, what's it, in there. It, there was the I think, and I actually almost texted Brent this, but I didn't because I didn't want to, you know, deal with any of the aftermath. But <laughs> I actually thought those two, maybe three drives there were the best the offenses looked all year. I agree. And like you could, I agree. You too. could say that maybe with McDowell when he was running it on, the, but I mean like the offense that I think that they want to run, it's the best it's looked all year. But there's no consistency in the play calls. I don't understand. Yeah, it. that's what I didn't understand. I what I was saying was what what do you think both a struggling passing game and a struggling running game have in common? And I think it's the O line. Mm. And I hate to pick on them, but you notice we we keep the tight ends in a lot to help yeah. protect. And then a lot of the pass a lot of the routes seem to be slow developing and the tight ends are in to protect so there's not like a a safety valve mm-hmm. on a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't, it's just a tough offense right now. I was uh, <clears throat> exchanging some messages on Twitter with a uh, Grizz fan and Packer fan, uh, Zach, and we were um, talking about how the Packers this year and other teams, I mean, Niners have done this with Brock Purdy as well too. Like you set up a lot of safe, easy routes, right? Like short, yeah. quick go, quick yeah. motion, get out, like easy throws. And especially the first half, it felt like on some of the throws for Vidlak, it was like, like slow developing plays, heavy pressure. Um, it felt like asking a whole bunch of a 
sophomore except at a night game but then you also could see him rise to the occasion in the second half absolutely. i thought so absolutely no did you guys hear an explanation for why the like the whiplash and playing time between the two quarterbacks i don't if if anybody asked it they didn't get a good answer so i was like i, I was telling these guys i was sitting right behind the grizzly sideline and i and i and i texted mike in the middle of the game i was like mcdowell doesn't even have his helmet on he was on, he was dressed out you know but he had he had he had his helmet so Mike was like, does he have a concussion? And I was like, well, if he had a concussion, he wouldn't even have a helmet. Yeah. Like, he has his helmet. He's holding it. He was holding it. He was on the, every, on the huddles, on the, like, the, like say, the fourth quarter. You know, yeah. Four. Yeah. He was on the fringes of the huddle. He was, by, I mean, my thought, I, I said, I wonder if he's in trouble. Like, if, you know, something happened and he got in trouble. And then a buddy of mine was like, well, I wonder if he's sick. Mm-hmm. But then both of us were like, well, if either of those is true... Why is he going in for these three snaps or whatever it was? So, so I don't know. It was really, and then of course, right about the time I was like, "Oh my God, McDowell doesn't have his helmet on." They put him in. <laughs> so, yeah. what do I know? For a weird but, play. Yeah, but I just, I mean, it's so weird. And I mean, obviously, you all know what my preference is. I, I think that Vidlak gives us a better chance in the passing game. I'd like him to see, see him get reps. So I was actually glad they didn't mess with it too much. Like yeah. let them play, but it. It makes me so confused by what, even more so than what they did at Utah Tech last week. Right. Yeah. You know, and I said it on, a, on yeah. the pod last week, but it's like, if this was the plan, because, I mean, McDowell played well enough to yeah. probably play more this week. Yeah. 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 I, I just, I don't either. understand it. And I, don't, I didn't hear anybody ask about where he was. So I don't know if there was ever anybody asked that. Or D- you're, not gonna get a fa- you're not going to get No, you know, well, no, I agree. No, I'm sure they don't. I'm sure Vid- they won't. You know. Vidlak right now is 30 of 49 with three picks, two touchdowns, touchdowns, and he's throwing a shade over 61%. Like, 61%? That's fine. It's nothing to sneeze at. I just, okay. The, the, there have been a few moments. There was one drive in the first game, and then there were those the third quarter in mm-hmm. this game yesterday, oh, where third. it's like, okay, this is glimpses, and that's why it's like, okay, keep getting reps yeah. and things there. But I actually, I think that our problems on offense aren't as much him. There are times where he stares down, he gets tunnel vision, yeah, and, you yeah, know, he's yeah. not good. There, but those are reps for yeah. a sophomore. That, yeah. That's right. a reps right. thing. Right. But I just, I. Something between our design or our blocking or something just feels off. Well, and that was, I mean, early, right? We had a couple penalties on the offensive line. Yep. A couple personal fouls, right? At least one. That first From, series yeah. was the whole first possession. I was like, oh, that was rough. Um, and then, I, you know, distinctively remember uh, the missed field goal drive where the interior, the, the, the A's, Zone and the A gap attack was working. Gilman is going, going, going. We got a third and two, and it's an outside pitch, and it's a six yard loss. And then we miss a field goal. Um, we had a hard time on the edge. If it looked like from a fan perspective, yeah. the whole day. And then the other thing that kind of just bummed me out was if you've got an O line that is supposed to lead the way in the especially the fourth quarter, that O line should be dominating the line of scrimmage. And I think for the most part, our offense in the fourth quarter was punting the ball, right? I think we had a first down. I, I don't think we had a very successful series. I don't know what the drive chart. No, no, you're 
You're right. It wasn't you, you, great. You are correct. Yeah. Was, yeah. Grizz had two uh, fourth uh, quarter possessions um, started when... And some of them we'll with sweet that. possession, the sweet doink, field position. The doink I mean. field goal, six plays, 15 yards, three minutes a clock, punt. And then the next one, we just kneeled it out. So we had one possession in the fourth quarter, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. The doink, though, that was fun. It's always fun. I mean, I always think... Like, okay. It, I thought he made that kick. I, it was in the air. Well, like, he was, made it. No, it was so bananas. Here's my thing I always think of with it, with that is in the entire field of vision, right? Yeah. The two things you could possibly hit, how wide are they? Yeah. Seriously, like what? Like, are they eight inches? Eight I don't even know. Inches? I don't even know. Yeah. Like the likelihood of you hitting something is, it's got to be next to nothing. And then, I don't know, something. And then when it, the times when it doinks out. And then when it doinks in, like, I don't know. It just was, it was poetic. I actually think we have a, that kicker. He's a redshirt freshman. Glasgow. Yeah. Um, he hit a 49-yarder earlier this season. And he drilled the 43-yarder in the first quarter yesterday and then doinked the 45-yarder. No, I'm talking about the doink where their guy hit the, hit the oh, upright. Oh, their guy hit the upright. No, when their guy hit the yeah. upright. We just missed our kick on that one. Okay. Yeah. No, he went wide right. But the, yeah. their guy hitting the upright was just... I mean, how demoralizing, right? And that was a pretty impressive drive. And then they get down there and doing it. And it was a short kick, too. It right. Was like inside right? the 35. Well, then, but then Coach said in the post game, he said, Well, my kicker got hurt, so we had the other guy kicking. Oh, I didn't know that. He said, He said, the guy, and if you look, there's two different kickers. And the guy who hit the doink, well, do you hit a doink? But that's another conversation. But it sounds like a dance. But that guy apparently is <laughs> was not the. And I don't know what happened to the, the kicker. Car. I mean, was that an insinuation that something happened to the kicker? I don't know. Maybe. But yeah, so there were there were two. The one that was made was by in you know right at the right as the time expired in the second oh, quarter. But then the one that was missed there was a that was a yeah. different kicker. Eddie Jewett was the first one, and then Mitchell Mitch Middleton and Middleton because well, it looks like Middleton's a kickoff guy too. Anyway, and he's a punter. Well, he has punted. Anyway, so but the doink where their guy hit the upright. Right. Was probably not their their starter. Typical kicker. Interesting. Yeah. Their other kicker missed two extra points. They have a kicker problem. You well, think also the coach may blow a little smoke. You know, he says he says things right, like, yeah. right. Well, then I, I got to tell you, when I was sitting there and I just had this pit in my stomach, and I thought this game is going to come down to a two point conversion. <laughs> and I sat, and I didn't want to. I, I didn't for. even want to verbalize it. And I thought they're gonna score. No, I, I and they're gonna go for two, to and it's gonna suck. Yep. yep. Yeah. And we're gonna get the ball with 15 seconds down. One. And something, right? Yep. Yeah. I just was. I. I. I didn't even want to like say I 100% that aloud. Think that's what he was that was like, for. absolutely what was in my what I was feeling. But it wasn't. So that's good. <laughs> um, lots of comments and about the refs and everything yesterday. Uh, the, the one targeting on the interception was a legit call. He just lowered his head and yeah. smashed I haven't guy. actually rewatched the game, so I don't know about the targeting on the on kickoff. Graves. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah. But that one, the Grizz ended up punting anyway, so it's like I don't – that one didn't do much in my opinion. I mean, ejecting a player for a half the, of football is a big deal. There but, were you know, um, kickoff, there were yeah. a couple drives where – Technically, the interception seemed, we punted too. We went three and out. <laughs> it seemed like uh, they Ferris State just got every. They had like nine lives. 
You know, oh. it just kept going and going. The 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 fumble pass interference. Yeah, the fumble it forward got, exactly. for fourteen yards or whatever the heck that down. was. Yeah. yeah, and so some of it was like our fault. Some of it was theirs. Some of it was luck. Dumb luck. I I can't. This is something, and I just don't know the rules well enough. You can't advance a fumble that you recover, but I think that's only when it goes out of bounds. But I think you I think you can recover it where it's at. Yeah. Because we've seen it. a lot, but I can I can really only think of it on like kickoffs or punts mm-hmm. where like the returner hits and fumbles it and it goes forward and out of bounds, and the ref says you know they retain possession, but technically no one actually recaptured possession, so maybe that was a thing. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah. I, you I know, mean the catch that wasn't a catch, and then that whole sequence was a train wreck. That was a fascinating. So I, I had a big debate about this with people, and. Um, uh, while we were at the Mo Club watching uh, Colorado come back, we're all you know um, really significant conversations <laughs> happen, <laughs> right? Yes, we solve world problems there. Um, I mean, Bergen has the ball and it is in his right arm and it is pinned and secured. He makes the football move and he takes one, two, three steps. He takes like three and steps. Hits the ground. I mean, and then he and he clearly had it though when he was taking it, steps. It, yeah. like, at the end, it did look a little hinky. I got to say. And so but, the only because I've not rewatched the game. The only I've, I've seen the ones that were tweeted at me. Like by my buddy JT and other people, where but all you see is that south end zone shot where you see he has cradled into his body, like it, it, he's not bobbling the thing the whole right. way. Right. So that was yeah, and then we get a technically a false start to pre snap penalty. So, so they it can, wasn't they so it wasn't really review. a snap. So it wasn't really a play. So we can actually go back and say it wasn't really a catch. It right. just was. That was my, so I'm not a, I am not someone, I don't know if maybe this is because I was a sports writer for a million years. Like I'm not, well, no, but I'm not someone, I don't get wrapped around the axle about officiating. I just don't. My whole thing ah, is. Well, you're if, on a fan if, podcast lens. So well, you there you go. But if this is like, but, but I mean, if the whole point of officiating is um, like safety and flow and things of the game like that, I think. Yeah. They were not on top of that yesterday. There were times to me, I felt like you were losing control of this game. And, and that, that troubles me. I was like, was it a well-officiated game? Not really. Was it unfairly officiated? Eh, you know. I mean, scoop and score, that wasn't a scoop and score. He was down. His knee hit. I mean, it's the knee thing. Yeah. That yeah. was that. Everybody wanted to talk about what his arm was doing. But the knee is knee the... Knee was already down. The knee is the, you know, Again, the issue. apparently the Grizz vision is only allowed to show controversial plays once. Drives me nuts. And so no, we, but so then we, the people around me are like, show that again. I'm like, they're not going to show that. And like, I mean, get over it. So they showed it once, and they showed it in real time. So it's like this quick play, bang, bang, bang. And we're all like, oh my God, it's a blah, 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 blah. And then like, again, like responded on Twitter, and you see it in slow-mo, and it's like, knee bounces off the ground, and yeah. then the arm goes yeah. back, and then the ball comes out. And everyone who was watching it online was like, these announcers are making this a big deal. It, it's he's clearly down. Like this is a super easy call for yeah, overturn. Yeah, so. and just my little group around me. We kind of there were probably like half a dozen different perspectives. Yeah, and honestly, any of them could have been. I was pissed in the stadium know. just because I saw the one replay. I'm like, this is bullshit. Oh, I thought his I'm knee so was bad. down. Yeah. Oh, well, that but yeah. that but I think people were people were getting <laughs> excited about what his arm was doing. Was his arm yeah. going forward? Then his arm wasn't going forward, and the ball goes back, and then everybody's like, well, Wait, that's a legal forward I thought pass. His, his knee was down. Because was down. I was already shouting the for the sack. Yeah, it's the like, knee. It's the knee. Yeah. So. But then it was fun, you know, and then they took it away. <laughs> And Ref's then the crowd, and then the crowd. The officials booed just hate fun. I think at four thousand yeah. decibels, booing. You know, it was a sloppy game, but somebody on Twitter tweeted at us or X, X at us, whatever the hell it's called now. I still say tweet. Um, 
that you know the Grizz got all these breaks. And don't get me wrong, what? the the Grizz have plenty to work on. I am not optimistic about a lot of the tough games, so this is not like we are giving you the whatever. The refs did not help the Grizz in this Mm-mm. game. Like <laughs> there were. Not in the least. Well, and not I just felt like the, the flow of it too. Yeah. Like the and was, Ferris got called for a lot of holding. They could have got called for holding yep. every yep. play. Yep. Yep. And not just Fair like in the way yeah. that like every football game could have holding on yep. every play. Like they held on every play. And there were times where you'd see the jersey moving and like the, and the arms in the air, crazy yeah, and stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and that quarterback has all day. You're like, which one? Hmm. The 27 year old or the 27? Oh my god, their quarterback. <laughs> 27. The one quarterback is 27. They don't. They must not have like regular eligibility clock rules, right? At no, the they've two they, level. He had like a red shirt injury, then a COVID shirt, and, and then, then two years. Two years. Where he play. Like, so then I'm sort of like, well, where was he? I think yeah. those years count. At our level. Somebody, I forget who I was. No, oh, it was Frank from the Missoulian. He tweeted, he said, the first year that this quarterback was in college football, the Grizzly freshmen were in the fifth grade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Which, which, yeah. What James is in now. You know. There we yeah, go. There you go. So, um, I mean, he was impressive. So, he's. Yeah. They, were, they were a fun team to watch. Like, they. They had a great design on their offense. I I think they just well, they were just a little over they were just a little overmatched when it came their offense versus our defense. They could I, get a push on the on the line, you know, but they couldn't sustain it. And I mean, I will look forward lot. to watching them in the D two national championship. And you know what I mean? Like oh, I would yeah. happily, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I'm a fair state fan. I was gonna say. I want Although, to go can I just third? say yeah. I feel like their nickname should either be the Wheels. Ferris wheels or or <laughs> no, or no, no. come on no what what should it be what else should it be Bueller. the Bueller's Bueller. it should be the Bueller's the Bueller's I'll buy the that the Ferris that one, Bueller's I'm on board with that 100% not more at the Ferris Wheeler fair, fair, right. Ferris wheels let me try this margarita beer you know what I would recommend mixing it with something else well I might need to yeah, like, open it glass like part like I would do you could put part of it in here Montana oh, Rita give me a glass um, anything else about the, the game itself that we need to before we um, you know I on? mean I do like I, I always you know offense defense special teams can we talk about special teams yeah of course junior junior he's so fun to watch and that one on the fly just like he oh. you know um, I mean and obviously downing the punt and um, oh, boy good. boy that punt that, that was yeah and that, that and I thought they were I thought they were gonna I didn't think they were gonna give him that call like, but then I, you saw the replay, and he walked the line. Yeah, yeah. no, he totally did. Yeah. He totally did. But I just, I, um, I can be a bit of a geek for special teams, and I think it's always cool to watch when they. You're following the team at the right time. If when you're they a geek make a for dent. special teams, you know, right? Yeah, when they yeah. make a dent, I think it's cool. Um, yeah, uh, Trevin Gradney, third interception, what the heck? Yeah. fourth forced turnover in three games. What a what a dynamic player to watch. And. I mean, was a special team standout. Didn't play a whole lot of corner last year. Oh, look, you're doing it too. Nice. I'm going to do it too. T- take a straight pull, though, before, because it's... Uh, but I think I recommend mixing it with something. Yeah, you're going to need to mix it. We're talking about a lime beer, people, those of you keeping track kettle of like, This is a Kettle House Montana Rita. Lynn, did you have a little extra in that can there? Or we I don't, but we could okay. open that one. Oh, we Let's just that mix one. it with a half. Yeah, who cares? Half. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like alchemists over here. Uh <laughs> I just, this, we're doing some you. undergrad shit yeah, right people. now. <laughs> Mixing beers. Right, right. It's like when you put lemonade in your PBR and make it more palatable. Jungle juice, yes. Um, no, Trevor Grandy. I mean, another great oh, pick. 
How fun. This guy just finds, I mean, yeah. this, it feels like you're, it's like a Justin Ford thing from two years ago. Remember, like, he had, he had some great picks. And, and I don't think, Gradney hasn't had, like, a pick that was just dumb luck where it bounced off a guy and he just was there to catch it. But, man, he just keeps finding the ball. Well, I'll just be super curious, though, if, if they start, you know, keying in on him and making that not as possible. You know, like, if, they're, if there's people going to be, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of film on him now. Like, you know. There is. So. Um. We don't give away a lot of QB club secrets, but someone did ask Bobby on Monday if Trevin's one-handed Utah Tech interception was better than his Butler interception. And Bobby said, amazing athletic catch, but that Butler interception was one of the very best catches of any football player he has wow. ever seen. Wow. That's high, high praise. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So... Yeah, I'm excited for him. I got people saying the odds for him being our 37 next year are I mean, rising. Where, isn't he from Billings? Billings. Billings. Yeah, he's from yeah. Billings. Boy, it would be something to see it in the cornerback room. A 37. Yeah. Right. Was I, I was going to say, I can't think of the last time. It would. We've had 37 as a safety. Yeah. Oh, I better yeah. look it up. I better look it up. Stand by. Um, I will say, too, I thought... This game was the first game of the first three where our line, our linebacker core for this team is the um, intimidating force mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the yep. defense. They are pulling their part. Mm-hmm. And the first two games, they, they were fine. I'm not, like, knocking them. But I thought this game. Kind of asserted themselves. Right. Braxton Hill has 15 tackles. Uh, Ryan Terrell and... Flink, I think, had eight or nine each. Levi Jancaro had a couple tackles for loss. Um, Grabbed that sack on the last drive. Right. That was awesome. Um, this felt like the game where suddenly, like, our linebackers, like, kind of found that hard-nosed identity. All Montana kids. And Riley Wilson, not a Montana kid, but had a sack. Um, so it's like all of a sudden it was like, I think – the thing that this team, this defense has had a challenge with is you lose three All-Americans that are especially kind of your on-field heart and soul, and I'm going to guess mm-hmm. in the locker room heart and soul as well, too, with Patrick O'Connell, Marcus Wilnell, mm-hmm. and Robbie Houck. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you're trying to, like, find those new leaders, rebuild that identity. Right. And this felt like the first game where these guys, all linebackers, um, maybe Nash Fouch and Trevor Gradney a little bit as well too, but like kind of took that next big step right, to right. do that. So no, that's well put. Yeah, Braxton Hill, an amazing game. Fifteen tackles. Yeah, yeah. Dude's a monster. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> fifteen. Yeah. Look, you look like you want to share something. I just. <laughs> I'm always, I'm in on the size of Braxton Hill's neck. Can we get a measurement on that neck? I I'll, I could text his brother-in-law, please. See if when he's asleep. Yeah, can someone do that? Like, you know, you're like, not gonna you're gonna text him. Right you know, now. it's like oh, Arnold had like I don't know 18 inch biceps, but like, can we start tracking neck size? <laughs> okay, hey, that's awesome. Hey there, comma, we're recording the pod right now, and Luke is wondering the circumference. Of Braxton's neck. 
It's at least it sounds a little, it's at least a medium pizza. It sounds in a little creepy when we hear, when I actually hear you like verbalize it. Yeah. I gotta say, but um, it's at so, least a, let's do it's it. the same size as a medium pizza pan. Yeah. Grizzlies have never had a corner worth thirty-seven. Interesting. I mean, it makes we sense. Fullback, safety, safety, linebacker, DN, DN, linebacker, D tackle, and hmm. backer. Four defense spins in a row. Three backers in a row. No corner. Cool. And all three of these... I mean, we might be putting the cart before the horse. Like, we might you know. be. We might be. But, yeah. There's a lot of... I, I mean, I really like the way the defense played, right? They, they, they were put in a tough spot mm-hmm. on the touchdown they gave mm-hmm. up. Because um, that was after an interception. Yep. Um, that's real, But, I mean, we know our D-line is thin... Did you see the tweet that we were playing a backup tight end at defensive end occasionally? Oh, no. I think Coulter tweeted that with Skyline. I didn't see that tweet. Yeah. Who do, who do they have um, looking at the participation list right now? Uh, I think it's like the big guy. Um, That's crazy. Although, I mean... Guys, if the tight end's playing DN, then he's a DN. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's uh, it wasn't Barker. It's Houston. No, Houston. Houston's not tight end though. Um, da, 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 da. I think it was Evan Schaefer, eighty-four. Seriously? Yeah. Dang. <laughs> he's a he's a. It's a big, big dude. dude. It's a big body. Oh my goodness. But I mean, he's a big guy. It's it. It's a concern that, I mean, it's like we got Governor who had some amazing mm-hmm. plays again. Mm-hmm. I'm just really worried about how this D-line holds up. Well, I think that's always... I just don't know what we do. Do you take Jerry Grimsrud from guard and put him back at tackle so you have a body to help? I I I think the thing is, is we're going to end up against teams that have really strong run games. We're going to have to dial up our offense a little bit because... So right. our I hate 195 to, yard a game offense. I hate to be the pessimist. Sorry. <laughs> be, well, no, and you said, and you brought this up <laughs> yeah, last no, no, night, no, no, so yeah, I'm, I'm going to out you on this. Oh but, no, I but was. It's true, and it's the first time the in a long time talk. that I've felt this way. But usually, when you know, because the, the slow start Grizz seasons are they are normal. Like this is yeah. a Bobby Howe right. thing. Right. But you're usually like, you know, if we can figure this out, we can do this, we can do that. You know, and they, they get better as years on. And this team very well could, and I am not a coach. But I don't I don't know, and you said it, and, and I'm, I, like I said, yeah. I'm outing you. No, you're fine. It just doesn't feel like the things that we're really worried about right now are things that you are going to improve just by practicing and getting better during the year. Like, our depth on D-line, mm-hmm. I mean, unless somebody, fix it. unless somebody steps up with the opportunity... You're not fixing that. The O line. I mean, in theory, they should get better, and I do think there's when something. When what's his worth... noodle got hurt? Um, AJ Forbes. And I had that moment of like, <gasps> oh, God. Yeah. Well, it and back. it came back. But, no, I know, but but, but you know, there is something to be worth worth asking about on the O line is if the whole two coaches instead of one thing has changed anything. Because like you got one coach coaching the centers and the guards, and another coach coaching the tackles and tight ends, right? Right. 
Interesting. And how are those jiving together? But I just, like, I don't mean to be pessimistic, but it just, it's fair. you're not seeing it. And you brought that up. So what do you think about that? Well, I brought it up because I don't have an answer to it. And that's, <laughs> but that was like the, the conversation we were having was like, it feels like you have certain points where you can look at a team and realize you can fix, improve things through a season, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're doing good things, but they've screwed up a bit, but this can be corrected. And there's things I really worry about with this team that I don't know if you can fix I mean, this year. Well, there's also, though, the conversation of have these three games given you the best glimpse into that? And I, I well, I mean, you, yeah, won't, no, well, no. you won't know until you get into playoff. I mean, not playoff, um, conference. Conference. But, you know, um, I mean, it's, it's sort of a weird mix. Yes. Sean Rainey had an interesting tweet I thought about how, like, where he would rank Ferris State if they were an FCS team. Mm -hmm. And, like, they would probably be a top 25 FCS team, potentially, right? I would think so. Yeah. So, did, was their running game, is that, is their running game going to be as strong as all the Big Sky Conference running games? Notwithstanding MSU, mm-hmm. Sac State, right? Yeah, yeah. Weber State. I don't know. Yeah. Like, will that will Fair State's challenge be more challenging than NAU this weekend? What will the takeaway? Like, will the yeah. benefit from it be? Yeah, I mean, yeah, because that's Fair State had 285 yards of offense, and the last two games they averaged 525. So, I mean, our defense. Yeah, and that's like, you know, there's somebody out there who's just like hammering, and, and this is a regular troll, but just hammering yeah. how like the girls are so overrated and compare the Ashland whatever. And it's like, okay, we'll compare the defense too. Like, football's yeah. a team sport. Yeah. Yeah, the Grizz offense is struggling. But the flip side of that is they did find ways to win all their, win all their games despite the fact uh-huh. that they are struggling. Yep. You know, they have a few more games to try and get it right. Oh. <sighs> that they do but I mean like I just you know we're, we hear from some people like what, what are you guys talking about the O-line's fine but it's like they wouldn't be keeping the tight ends in so much if yeah. they were confident in mm. the, the blocking scheme in mm-hmm. my opinion mm-hmm. no I'm with you yeah or that one possession we had in the fourth quarter we roll off five plus minutes of the clock and we end it with a field goal or a touchdown yep. and it's a two score game and it's over and right. we're not sweating bullets with right. whatever it was, 40 seconds to go. <laughs> oh my God. God. Yeah. That's uh, exhausting. I, 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 one thing I did like I, um, that I saw defensively that I don't think we've seen defensively before was an adjustment, a rapid adjustment mm-hmm. on something that didn't work. And they just chucked it in the garbage. So it was, it was fourth and what was it? 30? 24, 27, something, right? something ridiculous. And we go in a prevent defense, right? We rush three, and everyone else... How do you give that up? How ...are standing in the zone. And again, stupid fan opinion. I don't I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But obviously, it's a, it's a zone, and so we don't know who, what, where, and here's their 6'3 dude wide open at the goal to gain. Yeah. Bang, first down. Yeah. Bobby called it fourth and forever. Oh, my God. They <laughs> got it. So then next time, right, very next set, it's fourth and, what, 15 or so? This time, we sent all three linebackers. Mm-hmm. 
and that quarterback had two <laughs> seconds to throw right. the ball. Right. He had to throw it short. Back foot. And whoever it was, I think it was right. Trevin. You know that received that guy was caught a ten yard short again. He had two safeties barreling down and a corner. There was no way in hell they were getting it. I just I that was one thing. That I don't know if we would have saw previously with Kent Bear defensively, where it was like okay, we had this game, we had him on the ropes. This game was won, and then we played. We called this stupid prevent, and it didn't it didn't work. So instead of being like, well, the system's the system, and it's going to work, and the odds play this and that, and blah blah, it's like let's be aggressive. Let's go get him. I I really that. I know prevent never works in Madden. <laughs> so, which my is dad the yardstick it, by which my, all things should be measured. My dad calls it the prevent the win defense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your dad and lots of other things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anything else from the game? So we're concerned about passing. We're concerned about O line. We're concerned, concerned about, about D line. D line. Concerned concerned about third and fourth and long defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because they had some conversions. But other than that. Other than that, we're fine. (laughs) But it also, like, you put this in perspective, and it's like, if the offense had scored any points at all, it would have just been like, oh, this was just a ho-hum game. Right. So it's like, the defense, they only gave up 10 points. Mm -hmm. No, good point. And and the touchdown was on short field. Yeah. They started on R35. Yep. It just, like... We didn't, but like if we if if that was Northern Iowa, we beat seventeen ten. Would we yeah, be freaking not, out as much? But that's not the same. That's no. not. I mean, it's not. Is it? It's not even apples and oranges. Are you kidding? Northern Iowa and Ferris State. D two. I, I mean, I I have a bee in my bonnet about Northern <laughs> Iowa from, from years ago, but I that's a whole other show. Okay. But okay. but I I mean, Northern Iowa is one of those. And I still call it one double A. It's one of those one double A programs. I mean, Ferris. But so are we? No, I know, no, but I'm, but Ferris State is not. Okay. Does Ferris State get invited to the snow belt? <laughs> right. Hell yeah! Right. <laughs> that would be yeah. Really, like, what's the what's the over under on when they move? Can we trade Northern Colorado? <laughs> uh, yes. For, For Ferris State, Michigan. I mean. Oh God. I mean, it's no further than, well, it probably is further than Sacramento. Well, I don't know. Um, Ferris is a damn good team. Yep, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Four-man front. I mean, that Quickness, was big guys, yeah. big O-line, big yep. D-line. Yep. Yeah, they don't look like. 27-year-old quarterback. They I don't, mean, yeah, yeah, they don't look like <laughs> Northwest, Western D2 schools that we normally yep, play. I agree. Yeah. And it's like their main rivals, Grand Valley State, where both. Brady Hoke and Chip Kelly came from. I mean, they're in a conference that has graduated I mean, some successful coaches. Then there's the whole conversation, though, about how when and if it comes to playoff time, they don't look, you know, it's yeah. still, I mean, strength of schedule, it's quack, quack, quack. Yeah. It's not, like, which is unfortunate that that it doesn't necessarily give it its due. Right. So. Well, I mean. But what are you going to do about it? I think that? come playoff time, it would have been a lot more difficult to we were I had a D two loss, regardless of well, oh, yeah, oh, totally, <laughs> totally. But I'm just saying, having a D two, having the slot on there anyway. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, groovy. So after the game, <laughs> but before the Mo Club, Maybe Mike Mike Firework. No. <laughs> Post fireworks. That's what they were playing. I mean, there's a weird mashup. It's odd. 
It was I like, wanted the fireworks to match like, the music. Katy Perry blended in with uh, Coldplay, and then like, there's this weird multi-tier layer thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very light because, well, as we talked about, they didn't turn off the lights in the stadium. And then some fireworks like clearly did not like. There were some in the fireworks sky. that right that like no. went in the. No, you could see that. That made me actually really nervous. <laughs> You could see this like white light in a place it wasn't supposed to be. We're like, yeah, that kind of sums up the night. <laughs> I mean, I hope I hope nobody was hurt, but you know. I'm sure hurt. not. Yeah. Um, get to the tailgate spot, and people are flowing out of the stadium. And so, what I normally do at my tailgate spot is have a cooler, have a couple, have a couple beers, and then break everything down twenty minutes. Sprinklers came on. No oh. way! That's awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> I'm glad because I actually felt bad about not stopping by your tailgate after the game. You missed nothing. <laughs> you missed actually. It was it was. Uh, so did that like speed up the? the... Uh, yeah, we had to break down. Well, you know, it's, they're underground <laughs> sprinklers. Uh, we got resourceful fast. Um, they had already emptied some of the uh, can recycle bins, so they made for great sprinkler head. Covers. I bet they did. Uh, Known to self. So we covered yeah. a few of those, but Good there's one that we just could not. Because we were out of stuff, and so we had like one of our friends kept like sit on it, pointing it like out <laughs> into the ravine awesome. and stuff. And my windows were down, soaked my car. Oh, our, tra- our trailer doors was open. I mean, it soaked everything. Oh no! Yeah. But it was only like my side of the Memorial Grove, like toward the storage building. So it wasn't out by like yours. Yeah, no, I was gonna say that was not a problem. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, mm. so I mean, it's not funny, but it's kind of. Funny. I mean, it was funny. We were laughing about it. We also had a lot of jello shots, so well, yeah. I know. that'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> so the verdict is yes on night games. By the way, I know. I my only thing, but I oh, like yeah. what you asked James. Like that, that anticipation of it being sitting out there. It's that tricky. is that is kind of weird. Right? Yeah, and then I have to say, I did see roaming around the complex. You could tell there were certain co-eds who had just been drinking White Claw all day. All day. <laughs> and there were a couple that when I. When I went on my ill-fated trip to my special bathroom, um, there was no, there was a girl there like being tended to by the EMTs. Partially too, it was really hot. You know, I just looked at her. I was like, "Oh, girl, you've had a, you've had a long day." It was uh, they concluded rush week, so well, they were that celebrating. Too. Well, yeah, so to speak. It's yeah. called formal recruitment week. Luke. Whenever you, right, <laughs> somebody tells tell a story like that, <laughs> oh, she, just, she just wasn't cut out for this. I think of that line in Dumb and Dumber where. Um, Harry gets in, gets in, one of them gets in truck. He's like, the other one's like asleep already. He's like, some people just aren't cut out for life on the road. (laughs) No, I mean, I was genuinely concerned about her. Clearly she had her friends with her and the EMTs were helping her. And and I think she was fine. She just did have a long day. Braxton's brother-in-law thinks it's about 28 inches, Holy but he's going to measure on Tuesday that's and confirm like what is it, what's the circumference of his neck. Oh my God. Can you I know him? people with waists smaller than that. Can you have him film, I would just tell you the, film it? the oh, level of Oscar. sources then, that the Grizz fan pod has. Yep. Have him send it to us and we'll tweet it out. Wow. <laughs> See if it's an NFL combine wow. metric too. Oh, it has, <laughs> to be. it has to be. So, if not, it is no. Other thing about the game is there were people on official visits there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And they've... The Grizz seem to change their recruiting approach every year, but they they had official visits. Um, yeah, there was two what a fun right night to be there. Like last season and the last couple seasons, you only took official visits if you committed, oh. and they like had them all on certain days. Um, so those guys are up there with the red shirts in the student section. Yeah, and I mean, having a ball. 
right? Like that's a that drives home what it can be. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Greg Graham awesome. to bring him to, right? right? Hopefully we had a lot of D linemen. A lot <laughs> of them. Graduate early, like next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's all weird, when, but you know. Luke, when does enrollment? When can you? What's your cut date? You got one more week. Uh, if you if you <laughs> could <laughs> fill a hole in the D D line, we'll make a deal. Yeah, you can join my class, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll we'll catch you up. Oh. Yeah, really. So don't I mean, even. We probably shouldn't talk about that. I was know. when I went back to school. I was like in like one of my like business accounting classes or something, and this is when um, Nate Montana oh, yeah. joined, oh, and yeah. he like joined like oh I'm sure he was late September, yeah, and like the message boards were like oh Joe Montana, you know I was like oh man whatever, I got this class and I was like there is a guy here that looks just like Joe Montana, <laughs> and the professor's like okay well you know he's Montana. like all flustered he's like oh well I mean we're like four weeks into the clean <laughs> working him through and yeah it was Nate. So. I saw Joe Montana at Safeway one time, but we'll, we can talk. Was about he wearing sketchers? No, the round He's one. notably not a big guy. No, he's really not. Like I'm a fairly normal sized person, and I could probably take him. But it's so funny when I would tell people when I would tell people, "Oh my God, I saw Joe Montana at Safeway," without fail, they always were like, "What was he buying?" It's the craziest thing. You know what my biggest takeaway from the story you just told is? That Brock Purdy is going to be an All Pro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, size isn't everything. <laughs> And for the record, he was buying like water and spinach or something. What? Well, that's, yeah. that's healthy. Yeah. Uh, it's like Popeye. What is at stake for a video of filming the measurement? Measuring Braxton's. Braxton's. Until we'll figure out some NIL agreement. Right, yeah, where we, we have get to be something legit. A very large turtleneck. Now, Braxton's the one that was, is going to be an elementary school teacher, right? Yeah, yeah. And they just did all the big article about him. Tell him we'll just get all of his elementary school kids from last year together and uh, on the playground, and we can do some fundraiser. Okay, but can I say that was the worst headline for that story? There's gold in that hill or something. Um, oh, it was not good. It was not good. Wasn't it silver mostly at those moments? What? A, I'm just saying it was an unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't diss other reporters, but. <laughs> and the reporters don't write the headline. Do you know but. what the theme, the most common theme of our our guests on the pod is? What, what's the most common theme? Uh, journalism. Former journalists. Former, former journalists. Recovering, recovering journalists. journalists. Recovering. Yeah. Although I guess journalists as well. But, yeah. you know, we've got several. Coulter, I guess, is still in it. But we have like, mm, this is now the third formerly person yeah. who... I, was, I did news ranks. before I did sports, too. All right. yeah. Yeah. Who was um, the most cantankerous interview you ever had? <sighs> wow. That's a great question. I mean, okay, so I am, I'm 56 years old, so I am the era. I'm try, I was, today I was thinking, like, who are contemporaries of mine? Like, I, I was in the same high school class as Paul Petrino. You know, Bobby Petrino was older than me, but the Petrinos lived up the street from us. So Bob, Coach Putter was at Carroll, and he was at Carroll when I was a sports writer in Helena. Mm-hmm. Um, I very specifically did not cover Carroll football <laughs> because my boss, Roy Pace, the, a dear friend and a really special person to me, Roy was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm going to have you do that. <laughs> um, and one time I think, and this, he did not say this to my face, but Putter referred to me as that tomato from the IR. <laughs> 
meaning the independent record. Um, I mean, I just, I never, I don't remember anybody really specifically being cantankerous. I got a lot of like, people would call, this, remember this is sort of pre-social media, thank you, Jesus, but people would call and question whether I knew what I was doing. I got that a lot. Um, I got people who would accost me in the grocery store. Um, one time I was walking up to the press boxes when I was in Idaho and someone kind of said over their shoulder, why don't you ever run something defensive stuff? You know, something. Um, so, I mean, I got my share of predictable stuff. You know, we had, um, we had a couple part-timers who were women. So sometimes like if a coach was calling in from the road, there would be a decent chance you'd talk to a woman on the phone when you called the Helena newspaper. One guy was like, how many girls you got working there anyway? And I'm like, dude, you better be nice to me if you want to be in the paper. But, <laughs> enough know, to get the job done. Enough to uh, get the job done. Yeah. So I don't, I mean, like just sitting here off the top of my head, I don't remember anybody who was like super cantankerous, like because of my gender. I mean, coaches in general are pretty cantankerous. So, um, you know, it was really my high school. I went, you know, Helena has two high schools, Capital and Helena High. And I went to Capital and, um, the Capital High football coach at the time, Jim Tess, God rest his soul. Um, he was the he was the typing teacher in high school. Hands on home row, ready, <laughs> begin. Um, I think <laughs> he, like when I became the assistant sports editor, I think he thought that I somehow owed Capital some sort of allegiance, and I was like, no, like I can't do that. You know, I'm just I'm just here to do my job so but I mean I had my share of you know I have guys who I mean I still get like they want me to like diagram the wing tee I'm like whatever you know there's also men who think it's really cool there are men who think it's really cool to know a woman who understands football especially Um, some guys don't like it (laughs) some guys don't like it at all but some guys think it's really cool there was this guy I used to hang out with and over the years among other things he had been an official like a high school official and we were, I forget what game we were watching, but we were in a bar downtown Missoula, and there was a flag, and he said, oh, it's holding, and I said, no, it's DPI, it's pass interference, and he's like, no, it's holding, here's why. And I was like, no, it's PI, here's why. <laughs> well, it turns out we were both right, because there ended up being two flags. I don't know. <laughs> but I think he, he was like, well, it's holding, and I was like, I don't think so. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> on that happy Where are you note, at, Mike, what's the side? Interpret the side for us. You know, I just. Do you want to go in on something, but you're afraid? I don't. I can tell. I'm just. I don't want to be too much of a downer, but I'm. You know, I feel like we've covered the game. I feel like we're good. We've I mean, moved on. Okay. 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 There's no, right. There's nothing. There's... The, the, this team is fun to watch, though. It's still a fun experience being at the game. I actually agree with that. I mean, it, if you know, you like. It's kind of like golf. It just it can be really frustrating, but sometimes it's fun. <laughs> like to play or to watch? Play. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a young team in a lot of spots, and maybe not young by class, but you've got a lot of guys in key roles where we've had fairly steady leadership at for years that now has a lot of turnover, and so your, your roles, your areas of experience have changed that we've not had before. So we're trying to find a way. And I mean, in some of those cases, it could translate. It could work out. In other cases, it could, it could be a big, it could be a meltdown. 
Can we review the rest of the big skies starting with the Portland State box score? Let's oh do it. my goodness. Do you have that in front of you? Yes. Against the sisters. Let's hear it. <laughs> Our Lady of Perpetual <laughs> whatever score, it was. They scored 42 points in a quarter. They scored 21, 42, 28, and then This game zero. shouldn't even be legal. This it's is kind like, of mean. This is the same feel as like, remember a couple years ago where there was like that fake high school team? Right. Yeah. There's right. a Netflix doc on them right now. Right. And like the teams were scheduling this team, and they were they weren't like a they weren't like a That's real terrible. school. So yeah. their yeah. second quarter, a three yard touchdown run, a thirty one yard touchdown run, a two yard run, a sixteen yard pass. I mean, this is all. Does it have attendance on there? Uh, I'm on ESPN, so oh. <laughs> oh, let me look. Attendance nine. <laughs> Uh, fourteen hundred souls watch this. <laughs> Here's the funny thing: is I'll bet you, well, maybe not. They're gonna name like the Big Sky player of the game from this or something. You know, they had a, their last <laughs> score was a punt return. Their six last yard, score. six yard punt return. I, the score before that was a twenty one yard uh, pick six. I actually think you you can't score on those you got to tell your kids to fall right what was was north american uh university whatever's total yardage the stallions uh their team yardage oh no oh no oh no did you see this is that what What is it it's negative 23 yards honestly but that makes me for the game on the game that makes me sad and you can argue that Portland State called the dogs off because they didn't score in the fourth quarter. No. Can you imagine officiating that game? Oh, like, man. keep the clock rolling. Like, what do you... Yeah, incomplete pass. Just, just keep it going, please. Oh, my goodness. That's brutal. <laughs> so that game happened. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, Boy, yeah. That is something. Okay, okay. And then Utah Tech. and Utah Tech beats Northern Arizona? Like, I beat them good. Handily. They're up, uh, it was like 50 to 15 at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, wild week. Uh, and then, like, you know. I missed this one. Predictably, Utah beats Weber State. Had a little bit of a hard time with them, though. Weber hung around. Weber's offense just, you know, seven points that so ain't going to cut it. But right. it was right. 17-7 at the half. Right. In Idaho, I thought. They were Ooh. winning. They were beating Cal at half. Yeah. So but Cal had started to like hit the accelerator. I, mean, I, I, f- I assumed Cal would come back in the second half, just because yeah. that's what teams like that do. But I watched to half and then came to the game. Um, but the first quarter, the first quarter for the Vandals, I was like, oh my god! I was like, I think they're. I I don't know. I think they're good. I do don't. they play the Kansas this year? Probably not. Huh? Oh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think they do. Um, uh, Infonse no. plays for Cal now. Right. right. Which I didn't realize. Right. Yeah, so Idaho's got uh, Sac State, Eastern Washington, Cal Poly, Grizz, and Cats, and Weber. Damn. Wow. Wow. If Idaho wins the conference, they're winning the... That's a lineup. They're winning the goddamn national That's title, a li- man. Seriously. No, I, I, I'm very impressed. So we kind of talked about Katz and Stetson, right? Yep. Sure. So that happened. Yeah. I think it was 41 well, to 6 at the half or something. Stingers so. up. Dude, so that's Zach an interesting State. to talk about, 
right? Yeah. Because it's like, I mean, first of all, anytime uh, Big Sky beats Pac-12. Or the, the two-pack, yeah, as we call it the now. Two-pack, yeah. The two-pack. Um, <laughs> you know, that's a big deal. But it's, this is also an interesting one because the coach just left there. Mm-hmm. A lot of the Sac State staff is still his staff, right? Yeah, it's a mix. I think. If you watched, if you watched any of like the post game videos and the tweets and some of that kind of stuff, to me, it seemed very personal. Yeah, which is interesting because it's like, do they begrudge the coach for going to Stanford? Like, who's going to turn down Stanford from Sac State? But I think you always want to be like, I mean, you know, when your ex leaves you and. The revenge dress thing, you know, like it's or, real. Or could it be if you're like a retro freshman for Sac State and when Troy Taylor recruited you, he's like, I have a 10 year plan for this program and I'm not leaving. And you See come ya. here, I, when you, the day you graduate, I'm going to hug you when you get your degree. I don't know if he said that, but you know what I'm saying? Right. Then you're going to be like, this is personal. Yeah. Fuck right. this guy. Right. Man, I. Metaphorically. They found a QB. I still think if a significant other left me for like Ryan Reynolds, I'd be like, I get it. <laughs> like, okay. Can we come here? Stanford Ryan Reynolds? <laughs> well, I mean, financially and in terms of like, like Billy Bob I was going to say, like, in terms of. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> I didn't want to say, I was trying to think of a good way to say like equipment, but I didn't want to say equipment. Yeah, Billy Bob like, Thornton's had some hits. Like, I think said some. Yeah, no, yeah. Is no. It maybe Bradley Cooper. I'm just kidding. <laughs> is Stanford Bradley Cooper? I feel like Cooper? The, what you're looking no. for is is Stanford more of a soap opera actor than a Hollywood oh, movie star. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, well, with really good SATs. So Stanford, like, Stanford was good for like a couple years playing old school football. So is Stanford Clint uh, Joey Ch- is, Tribbiani? Oh. <laughs> Stanford is Hugh Jackman. No way. Wolverine? Yeah, but he's like a Broadway theater dude. He's getting a divorce, but that's another conversation, too. Yeah. After like 27 years. I know, that's crazy. That's sad. Anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't like looked at any of the... I didn't look at the box score. I mean, I, didn't, you know, I, just, I was skimming through the headlines to kind of see what the... I mean, obviously, it was like a, a fairly late score. Fourth quarter. Sack, sack hit a field goal and a 49-yard pass. Uh, with a minute 32 left. Well, there you go. Dang. So they had the last 10 points of the game. That'll do it. And I didn't see a highlight of the pass or anything, but... Yeah. Ooh, I bet all 23,000, 24,000 people in attendance were quiet. <laughs> I, I watched a game in that stadium once. Did the band come on the field before the game ended? No, no. The band is on the field! Oregon they, versus Stanford. I know a guy who was playing in that game. Oh. Yeah. Sack had a had a hundred yard rusher, Caden Bennett. He went thirteen attempts, average seven point seven. That's the yards. QB, isn't it? I don't know. It is the QB. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. Holy yes, yes. He and averages seven seven yards a carry. Almost eight yards a carry. <laughs> he, Stanford. And he went twenty one of thirty three for two eighty, and a touchdown, two picks. But, huh. Well, that's fun. Yikes. I mean, no, it is fun. It is fun. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. No, well, Idaho, Idaho, Sac State. That to <laughs> me, like that's a that that's a great game. Yeah. This weekend that shapes up like. Oofta. Yeah. Um, Washington State beat Northern Colorado. Surprised no. a lot of people. Right? I'm shocked. <laughs> Eastern Washington is now one and two because they beat zero and three Southeastern Louisiana. And our friend Kyler thinks Eastern Washington should be ranked because of it. Uh-huh. They look good. 
It's kind of a tight game till the end. I think Eastern, yeah, scored 20 in the fourth, kind of pull they, away. They put up 40, so that's not nothing. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Lynn's second favorite team, Northern Iowa, beat uh, Idaho <laughs> State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's still got bees in that bonnet. No, here's the reason. Well, no, this Big is a whole other story. <laughs> this was like a whole, this was like a, this was a, a reporter thing. There was like, they had a columnist. Maybe you, I mean, this has been a while ago. And they had this columnist who they came here for a playoff game. Yeah, yeah. and um, and played the Grizz. And the columnist, the you know the beat writer was like a cool guy when he was here. And then when he got back, he wrote this scathing column about how dreadful the Grizzlies were and Grizz fans, and they were dirty and they were blah 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 blah. Was that when your player like punched? Uh, De- one of our players Decoit below the, the belt. It, it was a Decoit. That it was too. a Decoit story. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, oh, yeah. So, bench. but I just remember thinking, like, well, this isn't very professional. So I've always kind of Northern Iowa kind of gets under my skin, gotcha. and they're always ranked, and they always make the playoffs, and they're always like they win five. Games. They're like six and five or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Northern Iowa would get credit for beating Ferris State in the playoff committee. Hell mind. yes, they would. <laughs> well, no, no. Cal Poly uh, was leading Lincoln, California, and I believe an NAI school. 27-20 at the half, but wins 41-20. And a game I completely missed. UC Davis beats Southern Utah 23-21. I think I saw it on Winless the Big Sky. Southern I Utah? saw it on the Big Sky um, Twitter. I am. Um, I didn't. I didn't even catch that game. And uh, I don't know. You might have been at the Mo Club. Doubtful. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I was. But let's see here. Scoring summary. I'm pulling this up. So, oh, okay. Davis led the whole way. So they're up 20 to 7. They're up 20 to 13. They're up 23 4. This must have been a weird. So up 20 to 14. They're up 23 14. And then uh, Southern Utah scored with 45 Garbage seconds to time, go to make yeah. it 23 21. So bad bet. So there you go. But still, winless Southern Utah loses to Davis by two. Davis voted by the coaches second in the conference. Wow. Interesting. So that was kind of around the conference there. Um, do you guys want me to hop forward? and Let's hop forward. Okay. Let me uh, pull back hopping. up here. Quick note, though, be- before we, as we transition, I need shout out to the Northern Iowa um, strength and conditioning coach, Brandon Ronan. He was a strength coach for the Grizz. Uh, he was, and he's an Iowa guy. So he went. Him and his wife Rachel went back home, and I was just I was like curious, curious really quick, and I jumped on their roster, and he is their men's football wow. strength coach, and he's a real one. He's an, he's a super nice guy. Cool. Anyway, he's a real one <laughs> for real. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, I'll go in the same order that we hit James with. Uh, Cal Poly goes to Portland State. I assume. I, I would assume Portland Ooh, State. Let me pull up the pick. I, mean, oh, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah, Cal Poly yeah. might be turning the corner, but they just With nothing the, is working out. Who's Heward. the kid they got? Heward. Yeah, the Heward he just, kid. Well, but he lit it up this weekend, didn't he? Against an but, NAI. School. Well, I know, but I mean, yeah. So, Mike, you got Portland State? Yeah. Yeah, same. Portland. Um, 
I'll keep track of this for possibility. I'm gonna go crazy and say Cal Poly. We're just Cal gonna Poly. we're just gonna dunk on Lynn next week. Right? Yeah. <laughs> God, I won't be here. I won't be here unless you invite me back. <laughs> but watch, one of your listeners is gonna be like, "What's with the girl?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure we've got a, a listener that no. doesn't like James. Oh no, 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 oh no, no. And then there's the I saw somebody on Twitter who's like, and I went, "Great, yeah, you're fun." So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sac State goes to Idaho. Dang. I think it's going to be a great game. I um, have not believed in Sac State. I think Idaho going to win that game. I think Idaho is too. Yeah, and it's it's at Idaho at home. Yep. yep. That dome is weird. <sighs> My first is that Idaho's I, first home game? I don't think so. Are you pulling know. that up or am I? don't know. I'm pulling it. They had like a lot of road games, didn't they? At Lamar, at Nevada, at Cal versus Sac. This, and then okay. they go at yeah, like of their first five games, only, only one, one is at home, and it's Sac. And this is it. Oh God, yes. Yeah, I, I they're not home. Their, fan, their fans are going to be on hand. Their fans yeah. are going to be there. They're They've gonna been waiting be, for this. They're going to be doing. So that. sidebar: when I my very first assignment when I worked at the Lewiston paper was, I wasn't a beat writer for college football, but I would like ba- I would do high school football and I would back up the college beat writer. And they're like, okay, you're going to go with the Idaho beat writer. And then I would do either like a notebook or a column or a feature or something, you know, I wouldn't do a game story. Mm-hmm. And I remember I walked there and, you know, as so I walk in, I'm at the QB dome and I grew up like, I mean, I watched a ton of football. I never watched indoor football. I couldn't. Right. So I'm up in the press box and I look down and there's this woman probably like six rows down. She's in shirt sleeves and she's asleep. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking like, indoor football is sick and wrong. So there's my little Kibby Dome story for you. They put windows Sick on the dome now. They did put, and that makes all the difference. Not. Idaho, Idaho State's copying. I think their <laughs> windows are their next expansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. a novel idea. Maybe one of these days they'll just play outdoors. Like, yeah. We paid an architect. <laughs> I had to a cover. Half a million dollars. Yeah. I covered. And he said. They used to do like. Windows. Windows. I used to do, um, we would do like college football, the playoffs. And the playoffs, what they would do is they would have all the different conferences. But so they would start at like 10 a.m. with, uh, you know, the the comparison of Montana would be like class C, you know, eight man, six man, da, da, da. And then you would finish with like double A at the end of the day. Well, of course, by the time the end of the day tournament, you know, playoff game came around, they were hours behind schedule. (laughs) And all the reporters who were on deadline were like, great. Hurry up, please. Yeah. Um, Northern Colorado and Idaho State. Someone has to win. Oh, God. Is it at Pocatello? It's in Pocatello. Windowless Pocatello. (laughs) I think Northern Colorado is the absolute worst team in this conference this year. Idaho State, like, they're bad, but they have a bit of fight in them. Yeah. And I like their student Twitter account. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to pick Idaho State. I'll pick Idaho State. Idaho State. Did you pick yeah, Idaho scored. State? Mike? Luke, do you have Mike's pick? He yeah. said Idaho. Really, really Did right. James pick it? Yeah. And James said Sac State. Ooh. No, no. Or no, James said Road Warriors. Oh, the Idaho game. Okay. But we're not Idaho State now. Yep. And James was, yeah, we're Idaho State across the board there. Okay. okay. Eastern goes to Davis. I'm going to pick Eastern on this one. They scored 40 points. I just don't know how good southeastern Louisiana is. Hmm. James picked Davis. 
I'm going to pick Davis. As I'm well. going to pick Davis. I'm not sold on Eastern. Yeah, no, I'm picking Davis in that one. I just don't. I'm not buying it yet. Cats and Weaver. Ugh. Do we have a Tommy Malad update? Okay, okay. So, now, rumors, because it's Montana, right? But I heard he's out for, like, weeks. Oof. Like, weeks. That's going to make it tough. I mean, maybe my source is not good, but... Um, I mean, he wasn't even... He was in street clothes. Right. On Saturday, like... I mean, he didn't look... He wasn't, like, on crutches or anything weird, but... See, if it was Bobby Houck... <clears throat> He would have been in a wheelchair. <laughs> and body cast. He'd suit yeah. up and play that. <laughs> There'd have been a make-a-wish. Remember he'd, be the ta- he'd be in the medical tower across the street. And we'd everybody all, like, wave at the corner. We'd wave just like and shine Iowa. flashlights. Yeah. He'd yeah. wave back and then he'd yeah. suit up the next week. <laughs> so yeah, my my understanding, not that my, not that my sources are good, but my understanding is it's going to be a while. Interesting. Well, but you know what? That's we kind of said this, but that is what the Cats' offense has been. We've been waiting for that to happen, and not like in a right. negative. We're hoping right. for it, but it's right. like they just abuse those quarterbacks. Yes, they do. They do. I think Montana State's still going to win the game. I think I picked Montana State. I just, James went Weaver. It, it it's early. What time? When when is the game? What time of day? Six. Oh, it's um, evening game. Though. Yeah. Early in the season, yeah. what this Weaver's head coach, it's like his first like big game, right? Mickey Mental? That's Mickey, not really Mickey. Name. It's something mental. Mental's his last name. That's an unfortunate, <clears throat> it's an unfortunate last um, name. I, you know, experienced coach on the other side. A little bit more veteran team. Hmm. I think Montana State's going to win this game. I think it's going to be close. Especially if it's just Sean Chambers. They really, they, they really tried in that Stetson game to make it suddenly look like they're a passing team, but everybody knows what the cats are, like what they do best. Um, I don't, I mean, I'm, yeah. I, I will given, given the opportunity, I'll pick a Montana team, but my gut tells me Weber's going to win. And it is Mickey mental. That's, his, that's mental. really his name. That's his name. What does his parents wow. think of that? Wow. What's Mickey short for? That's not like a, like Michael, Michael. like it's not like Mickey. Mickey Mantle was like Michael Mantle, a Paragon I, sort I of. I think Mental is a really rough last name. Yeah. Detra, Mental. What's Detra. like the surname on that? Yeah, so I'll pick Weaver. I mean, I'm not happy about it, but I'm picking Weaver. Still waiting on you, Mike. I, I'm kind of thinking Weaver right now. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cats pull yeah. it out one by ton, but I don't know if it's just Chambers, like. And it's at Weber. I mean, I'm sorry, like it's at Weber. You know, the more they rely on one QB, the more they open themselves up to being figured out. Yeah. Well, and they're just banged up in general. Do you know how at MSU they charge out? Um, the team charges out behind the horse. The horses. What do you think Weber State uses? Wild cat. E bikes. Well, no, 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 no. But you know, do you know what the? But the, but the, it's the lamest shit I've ever but seen. The whole, no, 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 no. Are the they huge, scooters? Are the they huge, The phenomenon scooters? in Bozeman is they got no, Kickstarter. Is the dude in the motorized uh, garbage can that guy? Like he, oh, yeah. he is a worldwide phenomenon, and wow. now they're like interviewing him, and he's a meme. 
Yeah. He's, he is a football And they interviewed now. him, and he was like, yeah, I got home, and everybody told me I was viral. Blah, blah, blah. Hmm. <laughs> no, I could see, I could see like, a segue in Weber. You know, yeah, like, that's... You know, a little, like, like, little like, yeah, yeah, a little scooter. That's um, adorable. It's, it's like the antithesis of exciting. And <laughs> maybe that'll bring down the energy so low Montana State won't know what to do. Yeah. They'll be confused. Like, I don't. I, I didn't download the Lime app. I don't know how this works. Where's the horses? <laughs> right. Yeah. You leave the scooter at one end, and somebody else picks it yeah, up. It's just laying on the field. <laughs> you have to like check it out with a credit card. <laughs> like scanning it. Like get that shit off the field. <laughs> um, Segway, badass. Segway. Okay, so I've got James uh, Weber. Yeah. Mike is Weber. We're Cats. Montana State. Yeah. But yeah. I'm Weber. I don't love it, but. Yeah, I don't love mine. Okay. Either. Last game. Grizz go to NAU. Montana. Montana. This is, this is one of my Montana locks, so. <laughs> but I do think that we're going to play them closer than uh, Utah Tech did. I think I sent out like a joke text where I was like, we're going to kick a field goal at the end to beat yeah. these guys. So. <laughs> That's what you told me at the tailgate. Yeah. Rely on the, the dropped, the dropped <laughs> punt snap. Yeah. They're gonna, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, NAU Lumberjacks. Um, they're okay. They're not okay. They're bad. <laughs> they're very bad. Um, Define okay. They're the Lumberjacks. So their media guide points out that they uh, brought in more freshmen and transfers than they had returning players. Whoa. Um, How many years has that coach been there now? Five. That is like a really concerning statistic. Yeah. And they, much like Montana, they have kind of, I think the coach did the, the job save move. Um, new defensive coordinator. Oh. Uh, Flugrad's kid is the OC. Oh, no. But all the assistants underneath are, are reassigned or rejumbled, and the defensive coaches, linebackers, and I think the D line or corners, one of them is also new. So, a lot of new coaches. Um, so far, it's not worked out super duper well for them. Uh, they're being outscored uh, 42 to 20 on average per game, uh, and they're allowing 300 pass yards per game. Wow. So this is just set up for so another vid we're last hundred burger. <laughs> and You're gonna get like hundred and ten. Yeah. 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 They uh they are it's like part of the plan, Brandon. They, yeah. I think they're already like negative six in turnovers in the season. Uh, that's uh tough. That's as tough. we know, uh darling of the pod, Daniel Britt transferred and um Daniel has Britt. not played. Really? Uh the rumor was there was a training camp or off season injury. And so he's on the shelf. Uh, so the other transfer quarterbacks they've had um, aren't aren't doing well. But we're going to see two QBs. We're going to see number two and number 12. Are uh, they 27 years old? No, I don't think so. One came from Cal, actually. Uh, I think that's number two, Kai Milner, who they start. But then like he usually kind of stinks the joint up. And they bring number 12 in. And he's like, <laughs> a little better. So... It's very judicious. <laughs> say it, Luke. Say it. Uh, the, this is the weird thing, though. Like reading about their offense, it's like their top six receivers from last year return, and their top two running backs return. Their O line's a little hodgepodge, but they're like a, a black hole at quarterback. And who was the kid they had last year? The transferred. Um, we were like, bring him to Montana. I'm blanking his name out. Yeah. 
They almost beat the cats. Mm -hmm. This kid was just a gunslinger. Yeah. And they went to like North Texas or Mm -hmm. Rice or something weird like that. Um, Defensively, yeah, they, they, uh, defensively, they only returned five starters. um, Wow. In theory. (laughs) I mean, again, it's kind of funny because we talked about this last week with, um, with Ferris that it's a bad defense. This should be a spot for Sam Vidlak, the offensive line, and the running game. I will say, I mean, like, let's, if they don't give Sam Vidlak the majority of the snaps, I don't understand what the plan is. I'm with you. My hunch is he, he'll get them. And I only just based that, like I said, on just standing there looking at this weird family dynamic mm-hmm. playing mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. But what do I know? He could have, maybe he had, was, who knows? But it seemed really strange. Yeah. Um, highly penalized team again, averaging seventy-five yards game penalty. Yeah. They uh, the the odd they they do <clears throat> offensively they're averaging about four hundred yards a game, and they they between the two QBs they they sling it around a bit, so they're averaging about two fifty games. So the game will take like twelve hours. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be. It's weird. They're like actually 50% conversion on third downs. Like there's like some weird little stats where it's like, oh man, these guys should be good. But in the red zone, they're they're bad. They're bad, bad. They turn, they, what's the turnover? They're negative six in turnovers. Oh, you said that part. Yeah, yeah. So they, they don't get them and they, they give a bunch away. The game to Utah Tech, they threw a pick six and then the very next possession, they had a scoop and score. They like, their offense like handed Utah Tech 14 points. Ooh, bang, bang. Brutal. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, they're they're not playing good football. Mm. I don't think. Yeah, seventy one hundred people went to the game. I don't. What what they don't tell you about in Northern Arizona is like twelve thousand five hundred went to the cross country tournament. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, this is like the thing with NAU. Like, we have problems there. Uh huh. Absolutely. And if it's the elevation, I don't know what it is. Um, Don't you think, though, too? I mean, even like you talked about how there's like there are people. There's a lot of people out there who just are all fired up and thinking that the you know they they're just ticked off with the Grizz. I mean, I feel like there's certain teams that people are kind of laying for, mm-hmm. and so oh, if we knock off Montana, even if it's not, I mean, even if it's an average, whatever, whatever year Montana is having, I think there's a lot of teams that it's like, well, I mean, rush the field. Give me a break. It's, like it's. It's still their Super Bowl, sort of. Kind of, of. Yeah. kind yeah. of. Even if they don't have a rivalry, it's a different. It's a, like a different kind of rivalry. I mean, I think there's a, you can see a lot of that with the Grizz. Yeah. Whether so, it's warranted or not. So if you throw out their week one game against Arizona, they their offense put up 22 points against North Dakota, who's ranked, and then 36 points, granted a bunch of it garbage against Utah Tech. So they're averaging, their offense in FCS games is averaging almost 30 points a game. So that means this Grizzly offense needs to get their shit together. We need 30-plus. Well, I guess the flip side is we'll figure out who our defense is. Yeah. Because, you know, this whole narrative of of these games has been we'll know nothing about the team. Well, that's pretty good offense. Let's let's see how the defense does. And I'm curious how many – I mean, you'll see a score from the defense. Like, It feels like we're building to that. Mm -hmm. That is one area. When I was talking earlier about – Feeling like the things that we're struggling in, they're just they're not the type of things you're going to get better in. I think the defense can get better. The D line depth 
that's not going to get better. But I mean, the linebacking core gelling and playing together. No, you can see that like cohesion, and you can see that fire and the. I mean, even like the scoop and score that wasn't a scoop and score. You know, some of those things. So I mean that's that's the little bit I got on NAU right now. <clears throat> They're going to be an offense that's going to they got like NAU always does. They've got a couple undersized guys that are fast and quick, and they're going to they're going to sling it around a bunch. Um, in theory, if Utah Tech showed us, they're going to be a team that if you can put them down quick, they're going to have a hard time fighting back. But that's not really that's Montana's not mo. Nope. That's not how we nope. do. So nope. I expect a battle. I think the Grish. Will and should win, but I think, I think every I game think, this year is going to be a battle. I think we're going to be biting our nails till five minutes to go in the game. What time's the game start? Two p.m. It's supposed to go to a wedding that day. Is it one of those weddings where you can have your phone on your lap? Or like, like a is it like a Catholic wedding that like the wedding is an hour, or is it like a regular wedding where it's short? Like I believe it's a regular wedding. So then you can like go to the reception and you yes. know, yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll text you if you'd like. You know, yeah. updates. Who picks a wedding date on a Saturday in the fall? Clearly not Chris, football fans. Well, it's an away game. <laughs> like, my first question, because this is a dear friend of ours, okay. when, when Stacy told me the date, I was like, is that a home game? <laughs> I mean, like, are you kidding me? But no, it's a, it's a road game. I mean, I got married on a fall Saturday when wow, we were away. Yeah. Fascinating. Karis Park the bye week? with 300 of my closest friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I found a picture today of uh, Luke was us in the wedding. College. Yeah. You were in the wedding? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Awesome. This is really good. This is a really fun picture. <laughs> I also have a couple of pictures from your 21st birthday. <laughs> Blackmail. Uh downtown Missoula I'll never blackmail you with them but the first time James gets in trouble for something <laughs> <laughs> something kind of serious I'm James like, is going to figure out at some point that slide. he needs Luke's phone number and his phone and <laughs> yeah. it's like that's just... <laughs> <laughs> deal with dad oh man uh, that, that's what I got right now on NAU I, don't... I mean I think they're, they're going to be an offense that, that moves the ball around a bit if we can handle the elevation <clears throat> get some turnovers and hopefully, hopefully get Vidlak. Like, just give him the opportunity and the play calls and the design to just get him going. We should put these guys away. All right. I have two feelings for this game. I feel that we're going to pass for over 200 yards collectively. It's crazy. We got to like <laughs> crazy that that is an accomplishment. I think that um, Junior Bergen is going to have a pump return touchdown. Hmm. Mm. Feel it. I mean, it's 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 percolating out there yeah. for sure. Yeah. Assuming they don't just kick away from him, which they've they got. Tr- well, they try to. I hope they get him the ball a few more times. Me too. This next game. In the game. So one of NAU's standouts is they've got a good punter. All right. So. Which is always like kissing your sister, right? Like we got a great punter. <laughs> we got a means, great punter each last year. Two great punters. Which means we punt, yeah. And then they're playing in Nebraska, or they're in yeah. the Air Force. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think right. the Grizzlies are going to win. I think it's going to be a tight game. I, I think it's going to be something where thirty-five, thirty-one, and we pick up a couple late first downs. I would just love for us to bounce back from this poor showing on offense this last weekend and. 
I just I I feel like this season's going to be stressful. Every game is. <laughs> yes, I think that's a fair. Even game. Idaho State and Road Colorado, we're going to have stress. It's, yeah. Where you look? Anything else on this game from you? <sighs> no, <laughs> we're like stressing about. Like, no, I'm rubbing his I, forehead. I actually just forwarded, like scrolled forward to next week, and I'm like, all right, we got. We host Idaho State, you know. And, Homecoming. And I was thinking, what can we do in the next two, know, games. two games to make me feel really well? Because then, then it's this crazy you. thing of they they play Grizzler home on the thirtieth, then yeah. they're not back until the twenty eighth of October. Because in October two, they three, have two, so two, two road and games a and a bye, so you don't see them for a month. Yeah, they won't be home for four weeks, which is kind of crazy. It's a good point. Yeah, so. I saw that they were posting things on the scoreboard, and I was like, "Oh, that must be a typo." And I was like, "No, yeah. they're not here for four weeks." Yeah, Davis, Davis on the seventh is going to be. That's going to be the moment. The moment where we know, right? Like, mm-hmm. what tier of the conference we're in? Big time. If we don't drop one of these, so throwing two hundred yards this next game <laughs> would be a point on a graph that would hopefully <laughs> is a positive linear sort of like situation. It's sounding very professorial. Yeah, there's your data point. <sighs> okay, all right. Should okay. we do the listener questions? Let's do it. Right. Uh, okay. I, again, did not pre-read a ton of these, so I think as I'm reading these, I'm going to guess we probably answered a lot of these uh john thomas asks uh how does this game look if bergen's catch is not overturned and the referees actually throw flags for a couple holding calls on ferris i mean i think if the bergen catch isn't overturned they had momentum and they go score looks a little different the holding thing i don't know like that's such a tough yeah yeah okay i'm gonna read this next tweet verbatim and you do not need to respond um, how excited are you that after a win, our guys, I'm assuming the Grizz, celebrate the win as a team instead of going to Twitter and immediately talking shit to a guy who raises a flag and roots for your rival? Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Editing a little more. Uh, Jerry Keen asks, what are your thoughts on the QB rotation last night? There wasn't much of one. There wasn't one. I just, I am, I am glad that they are giving Vidlak reps. I just don't understand. But what I want to know. I want to know the backstory. Yeah, like it's just, it's I'm so weird. I mean, I don't know. We're not gonna we'll know. never know. No, we'll, no, we'll never know. So never. let's just manufacture yeah. one. Yeah. 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 Um. Uh, Jared also said, "Great crowd, great work by yeah. Grizz Nation." Um, we touched on that absolutely. Um. M. Thorpe says, uh, how many BS catch no call or catch slash no catch calls will be overturned for the conference this season? I know both the neighbors and us have one already. I don't know cat's had. I haven't actually really watched a cat game yet. I mean, I don't know. I, yeah. if, if that's what's keeping you up at night, like I haven't watched a cat's yeah, game. I don't, I don't, I don't uh, Yeah. Um, Unenthused asks how much of our offensive struggles can be attributed to the offensive line. I think we kind of touched on that. Decent amount. I mean, that's where it starts. Key to the game. Okay, Corey Bleak is wondering how much can we really expect the offense to improve between now and UC Davis? And then his second question was um, 
question two was, was it him or was it uh, Fair State was far and away, Fair State's defensive line far and away better than our defensive line? Offensively, right? Like I think the baby steps are we talking like over two hundred the next two games, get Vidlack into twenty pass attempts. Mm. I mean they were good. Yeah. And then the D line. Their D line was good. Yeah. Big. Big. Yeah, definitely big. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't have a good answer for that no, question. Yeah, me neither. No. Adam Clinch, where does Ferris State's coach's comments regarding Washington Grizzly rank among all other comments from opposing players and uh, I coaches? Mean, I mean, I the part that I liked is he just straight acknowledged that the crowd won the game. I mean, the clip I saw from yeah. from their school, yeah. like he he almost caught himself because he's like, I don't want to sound like I'm criticizing the team because they're a good squad. Da, da, da. Yeah. But it was like we couldn't overcome the noise, mm-hmm. like. We and then he, and, he says, and that's on me. I didn't prepare you. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, but no, that's on the fans. <laughs> no, no, no. But I mean, we when he was saying, no, no, well, no, no, I know, but I'm telling him that right, that's an excuse. Right, right. Yeah. You can't prepare, coach. Uh, I was also wondering what the most underrated play of the game was. And, and then he says, why was it Garrett Graves' punt catch pinning Ferris State at the one? I mean, that was awesome. Was that that was not underrated. But, yeah, the but, place went nuts. I don't know. Doinked field goal helped us too. The right? Doinked uh, field goal. Plus, you get to say the word doink. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Johnny Claxton points out uh, Can we draw any comparisons to this game and the Central Washington game that we played in 2008? Um, when I we used to come to Central Washington when I, worked for, when I worked at the Yakima Herald so, Republic. So in 08, we had to kick a field goal to beat D2 Central Washington. Um, next week, we lose to Weber, and then we go on a run and don't lose a game until the national right. title. Um, I don't know. It's hard to compare the two. That Central Washington team was like loaded with like Pac-12, ten. They had and they had, a, they had a they had a kid QB who went to CFL. Um, no, they had a kid who actually got. I don't know if he was an undrafted free agent. Um, no, I can't say it. So. No, I mean they put a they put a handful of kids in the pros yeah. with that team. It's kind of like a lot of castoffs from backups that kind of all went there to try to get something done. Yeah. Uh, Casey Oman is just wondering what the true issue is offensively in our opinion. Is it play calling? Is it offensive line? Or is it lack of production at the QB position? Can I take all the above? That's probably smart. <laughs> I don't know. There were some head scratchers play calling. Ones. All the above. I mean, I yeah, mean, there were moments where I looked at the people sitting next to me like, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, it feels like... Especially when it's followed by those series like we talked about in the third quarter that... that that hurry up, no huddle. That was just like a well-oiled machine. It's like, well, wait well, a minute. Well, that's exactly this it. Doesn't, we this doesn't. The Jekyll and Hyde right. offense yeah. that we had this last year. This just doesn't match up with those nope. three and out, up the gut, game one yard. Nope. You know. Uh, Monty is my hero. Uh, says the TV timeouts are really bad, <laughs> given the. Uh, Next to nothing we get from uh, Big Sky Conference for TV. Uh, why can't we reduce these TV timeouts? There was a lot. Well, yesterday, yesterday the flow felt really well, bad. They were bad, but you would notice, like, I mean, Saturday. The, the ref would stop the game, but the guy wouldn't start the clock. Yeah. 
until the TV guy said to start it. And I'm yeah. just thinking, like, that. They something's not right there. It seemed like, really... It, like, it should start the second really the ref starts the clock. Like, it's just... Oh, it's painful. Yeah. It was... At times, it was actually just hard to watch. Like, you never got any kind of traction into... It really feels like you just got to get used to it. I, I It doesn't... I mean, I don't... I know it doesn't... I mean, it's not sucks. something that keeps me like up it. at night, but there are nights... There's certain days where it feels... Even notably I, worse than usual. I wish that college football would say no TV timeouts except in between possessions, quarters, and injuries. Love it because it's like the timeouts or the stupid penalty or the, it just like it just kills the flow of the game. And then you throw in a the review from Ogden. Whatever the hell, you know, like yeah, you know. yeah. I mean, you get this like you get a kickoff. God, that review. I still can't get over that. Well, like we have that, like, <laughs> there's kickoff timeout. Targeting timeout, right? Or and they actually would, they would call the play. They would get, they would get set up before yeah. they would snap. Then we'd get the whistle. Then we're going to do the review. <laughs> then the review would take however long it took. And, <laughs> um, I mean, it clearly. I mean, I think it bothers the players far little, you know, far less than it bothers those of us who are. That might be a question. Maybe I'll float that tomorrow night. I'll see what Bobby thinks about all the TV timeouts. I think that'd be very He curious. said that. Like, yeah, please he, ask him He's her. echoed that. He said that publicly where he's like the, the Chip Kelly comment of, hope you guys are making a bunch of money from commercials. But just like, how, do, how does that Or how do you prepare your players? Like, how do you, you know, how do you, how do you immunize them? There were many know, times where both the teams kind of ran out and were ready. And yeah. It was like still a minute 13 left. How do, you, how do you keep them from, yeah. My guess is though... Having heard enough answers from Bobby Houck, it's going to be. Uh, we all got We're this. trained athletes. That blah blah blah. And I don't really care about. Well, it. I'm just thinking he, about the next play. What does he ever lose by hating TV timeouts? He yeah, might give you the truth. Yeah. Well, or or I would rather. I mean, I would maybe phrase it as, how do you, train your folks to cope with it, rather than you know because we all have to live with it or yeah. something. What are you making? <laughs> We're making the beer arena thing. Beer, beer. Yeah, this was on it's, your suggestion. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's like it's like three beers in one. This was yeah. your idea, and, and it wasn't in, a bad one. Well, okay. well, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm, I'm here for you. This would be good, like floating on the river. There you go. Or a golf course beer. I mean, how mm-hmm. bad could it be? August. Yeah. Luke rounds, um, non-catch by junior. Makes three it's steps. We talked about this. Uh, Bridger has no questions, just a gripe. Uh, Fair State would be a top one-third Big Sky Conference team and a top 15 FCS team. Game was great. UM found a way to win. Too bad the FCS narrative won't recognize how good that team was. I agree. And that was a better win than most FCS wins. I mean, it's the toughest team we've played this so far this year. Yeah. Uh, Austin Wardlow says, I have got uh, – I've got – Okay, type a little weird. Elephant in the room uh, that swept under the rug. With how can staff each season having to find a hired gun quarterback? Is it safe to say that the staff's failure? Oh, it is the staff's out. failure to develop Chris Brown as a starting quarterback. I mean, it could be both. Like it could be that Chris Brown just doesn't have it to be a starting QB at this level, right? Yeah. Although they never called plays to put him in any position to be successful. Right. And you see people who, who really pay attention to XO saying the same thing with Vidlak right now. Yeah. Right. You know, and even even when McDowell comes in, they call weird plays sometimes. But, so but I think that's Daniel. part of it. But yeah. in the whole time Bobby Houck has been back, right? We've had Snead for two years, Humphrey for one year, um, 
Johnson. Johnson for a year, and now these guys. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. So the only QB that we signed as a freshman that started a game is Chris Brown. It's Chris Brown. In, and that's five seasons plus COVID. So, I mean, this is this is six years yeah. of recruiting. Yeah. How could that not be a staff issue? Like, how could that not be? See, but I, and, I, we, and we had, you and I had texted about, because we were talking about Deion Sanders in Colorado. And mm-hmm. it's like how Deion Sanders has this whole, this huge turnover thing, you know, this scorched earth. You're going to flip your roster, bring in all these people. And what I said was, you know, it's unfortunate because now this is going to be the way that people operate. But, but we have given them the mechanism to do it. Mm-hmm. So if we have created a mechanism through which these quarterbacks who are out, you know, who are out there looking for their new home, I mean, I don't know that that's necessarily. You take what's off, what's given to you, right. and and if there's, if there's these top tier quarterbacks, I mean, it may not have anything to do with Chris Brown or anybody else. It's like there's this guy out there looking for a home. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't have a problem with that. You know, I don't have a problem with going and getting transfers, but. There isn't a starting QB that we recruited on our roster. So, like, it'd be one thing if you're going out and getting an all, you know, big sky guy and you've got a great but great recruit that just isn't better than this transfer, fine. But we don't. I don't know. <laughs> I was I was thinking that why is Chris Brown still on the roster after all this time? If he's not there yet, see, I think they should just start. Let's Chris Brown start calling plays. Why not? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking maybe he's not on scholarship anymore or something, and um, like they're like, well, we trust him enough to take you know to hand the ball off and throw some short routes. I will say, and this is kind of crazy, but the offensive output. I mean, it's not much worse than or better than some of his games. So it's like right now, it's just, you know, he's clearly behind those two in the coach's mind and mine too, but Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's a great question. It is. Uh, Tom Coolen wanted us to talk about uh, tickets. I think we covered you there, Tom. It's obnoxious. Obnoxious. Regular people, we are forgetting (laughs) the average regular person big time uh bridger is wondering if the fair state coach applied for the um's job and should <laughs> probably be worried <laughs> uh hunter wants us to talk about the drop of burger the air quote drop um gosh it's annoying brian hunt with a seven point lead in under five minutes why were the grizz running no huddle and snapping the ball with 15 to 20 seconds left on the play clock. This drives me nuts. And it'd be one thing if you're running like a tempo no huddle because you're actually trying to move the ball. Yeah. But, but and McDowell was doing this last week too. Okay. They they were trying to run the clock without running the clock. And it's yeah. like, <laughs> don't get under center. Just wait. Hang out. Give it 10 seconds. Yeah. Hang out. I, it's, I just don't understand that. Yep. But it's easy to say clock management is a thing when you're not having to manage right. the clock. Right, being anxious out there, yeah. yeah. Uh, David Coy asks, he says he knows Bobby doesn't like him, but he thinks night games are fun. I would agree. Night games at home are fun. 
I would also agree with Night Games on the you, road. As a sports writer, night games are no the picnic. worst. Yeah. yeah. But what about now when there's you not know, actually yeah, a paper the next yeah, day? Right. Well, I mean, yeah, because the yeah. deadline was before the game I know, started. Right. They don't. They don't. <laughs> they, sports don't get into the printed paper anyway. Yeah. yeah. So well, like, we're gonna get it in the old mail. school. Whole new world. <laughs> we're gonna get it in the mail on back a when I was a reporter. <laughs> uphill, barefoot, both ways. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, out the print screen myself. <laughs> he also wonders what Bobby thinks of you know having Sugar Sean um, on the sidelines in the locker room. I think we kind of covered that, right? I mean, I have to think that Bobby liked it. He said he did, and he and he said like I you know I'm an old guy. I don't know these. I only crazy watch old kids. movies. Yeah, I you know Robbie will call me and ask me, but I also think he knows. I mean, he's he's in tune with what um, his team responds to. Exactly. I was going to yeah. say, you watch them singing the fight song with them. They were pumped. Him, and that's like, I mean, he may be old school, but like. He knows how to reach. You recognize. Or at least occasionally. Should. Like when your kids are like really responding to something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Monty is my hero. Wants us to limit the number of TV timeouts. We agree. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Eric Witz wants us to talk about the refs. Uh, more comments on the crowd. Um, Bucko Nutsy <laughs> says, uh, did you guys notice there were times last night when the Grizz were lining up with a true four-man front, not three and a linebacker, but four guys with hands in the dirt? I don't think I saw that. If I would have known he was going to ask, I would have paid more attention. But... I mean, they bring up the linebacker. Yeah, usually Riley. Riley. Yeah. Like almost every time. play. Yeah. Interesting. We've not seen that. No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm gonna have to. I'll watch next week. Uh, Zachary Lord wants us to comment about how much Bobby hates talking to the media. He looks so uncomfortable and pissed off at the post game press conference. Oh, I disagree. Well, he was thanking the fans of Grizz Nation for this. I think that Bobby Houck loves talking to the media. I think that Bobby Houck thinks his shtick is this great thing. <laughs> like I. Also, he know. I mean, that's their job. Like, yeah. you know, I don't. I mean, Nick Saban. T- you know, give me a break. Like, yeah, that's what they do. I would assume all coaches probably get annoyed by questions that they know they're going to get. Yep. Wouldn't you think? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Caprio asked if we did rotate a uh, tight end on the defensive line. We did. Um, Garrett Skelton. Oh, we got a lot of questions here on Twitter. Um, saw improve- uh, Christopher Skelton says he saw improvements on both sides of the ball. Vidlak, as the game went on, uh, did better with his uh, read progressions mm-hmm. and uh, did have consistent pressure. Definitely did. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Washington Grizzly was electric. Late calls, late calls not so much. I don't know what that's in relation to. If it's, yeah, officiating calls or off, yeah. Uh, Kyle Dyrud points out uh, probably a great re- recruiting tool mm-hmm. with uh, Sugar Sean in the in the stadium, right? Hell yeah, yeah. Under the lights, yeah. and it looks like he says everyone needs to relax. <laughs> <laughs> On to NAU. Tanner Hoversland is wondering how this game helps with recruiting. I think we kind of touched on that. Right? I think that you know. Night games in that stadium play well on TV, too. And I've heard from a lot of people who watch the game that were like, the, the, it just looked like a great atmosphere. Yeah. So I think that with the people who were there and the people watching on TV, that, that that's a good week. Perfect. 
Uh, here's a question on Transfer Portal. Um, the next question is from James Nugent. Not the fifth grader. Not the fifth grader. <laughs> I love it. I saw that. I love it. I love it. But there's somebody out there that that's I just, yeah. I just saw that. I'm, I'm going to start using it. that. I uh, didn't see the game, but when I read Ferris Bueller State had a false start at the key moment on the two-yard line. Ferris Bueller. <laughs> uh, would I be right in thinking that Chris fans literally helped win this game? Absolutely. Literally. Absolutely. Thank you, James. Literally. Not fifth grader. Fifth grader, James. <laughs> Philip Reed, same kind of things. O-line concerns. Uh, Colin Grote, um, crowd noise, blackout, sugar, Sean. How much of last night's gritty win can be attributed to the atmosphere? Had to I help. Mean, I don't know so much about that. Murky Man 2016 wants us to talk about holding calls that were not or should have been called. Uh, Philip Reed, is Idaho the toughest game remaining game on our schedule? It's a tough game. No. Cats I mean, are toughest. Cats. The cats. If they're healthy. Except, I mean, it's in Missoula. God, they're all tough. Oh There's a lot of games yeah. I'm worried about. Yeah, yeah. Lane Norberg, was last night's game more about the Grizz playing poorly or Ferris State punching above their weight? First state's a defending national champion. Like, yeah. I don't. Even... I actually don't know how to answer that question. I, both things could be true. Yeah. They punched above their weight. We didn't have the best game. Mm. It I'm going to say it's more about us. I, I think it's more about us. I do. One one of my people I was sitting with compared it to to the Grizz beating UW. You know, like that mm-hmm. kind of thing of. I don't know. I don't want to say anybody overlooks anybody, but that anything can happenness. Yeah. There's a tweet from Shea Smith-McCon, former Grizz quarterback, that pointed out um, a lot of FBS programs when they beat North Dakota State point out it's a great win and they're happy yeah. about it. Yeah. And we kind of did the same thing. And yeah. maybe we should mirror those feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Megaphobe noticed Evan Schaefer was playing on defensive line and Jeff... Lit- Litvin is wondering why we're not passing the tight end position at all. Because they're keeping him in the block so much. They, <laughs> no. Yeah. They, they, they don't go into the routes that often. Yeah. Um, hopping over the message board, uh, empty Grizz rules, wondering if we've got any candidates to convert to the defensive line. I think we kind of touched. I, I, Dirty Grimser kind of seems like the best. I don't know. Well, one interesting thing is that, like, we need DNs, and those are difficult people to pull from other positions. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it makes sense to throw an offensive guard or something in at at nose tackle, but we have a great nose tackle already. Right. We need a D-end. Those are hyper-explosive people that can come off the edge yeah. that are also over 240 pounds mm-hmm. with long wingspans and are probably like 6'2 and above. Right. Your offensive guard, probably over 6'2, probably over 245, they're not explosive people. Um, in fact, Big, right? there's yeah. a... My cousin married a former, uh, you know, second string offensive lineman for the Grizz. Yeah. Um, his first cousin, though, played in the NFL as an offensive lineman um, for many years, won a couple rings, and he played with, like, Jake Plummer at ASU. Oh, wow. Okay. 
But anyway, he told me that the way you can distinguish between an offensive lineman and a defensive lineman <laughs> is you slap him in the belly, and if the <laughs> belly moves, it's an offensive lineman. <laughs> 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 oh, sounds oh about God. right. But I also, <laughs> I also once did a fantasy draft in Madden and picked him, and I told him that when he came to my cousin's wedding. I was like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. And I was like, I drafted you in my uh, fantasy draft in Madden. And he goes, how much did you pay me? And I was like, I think I signed you to like three years, $3 million a year. And he goes, oh, you overpaid me. (laughs) (laughs) You paid me way too much. Oh, Oh, man. Uh, more stuff from MT Grizzroll. Just wondering, like, why aren't we doing quick patterns, slant routes? Easy I mean, those stuff are fair like questions. Absolutely. It's like it's like it goes back to this whole like. I mean, is it is putting, it possible it's an early season thing? It could be it's an early season yeah. thing, maybe. But it goes back to this whole like theme of the last couple of years of not doing a great job of playing to the strengths of the players that you have yeah. in the roster. Yeah. Um, Grizz Fano Seven has a lot of observations. Um, yeah, O-line pro- are the O-line problems bad coaching? Is it inconsistency? How much are we missing Cole Grossman? Does Brent Pease not believe in Sam Vidlak? An interesting thing say. is if we had Grossman, would we be able to use him? Right. Because right. we seem to need an extra blocker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, question for you, Luke. As a co-founding member of the mighty Tri-County Cardinals baseball team, what was your favorite part of that experience? Oh my gosh! Who asks that question? <laughs> uh, someone at Egris. Somebody you're related to. Depoyer Grizz. What what was the name? Depoyer Grizz. D U P U Y E R. Wow! Yeah. I wonder who that is. Depoyer is that Depoyer. Isn't it a town? Yeah, it's a town. Yeah. Um, okay, the best part of those days. <laughs> is this gonna make me cry? <laughs> it's okay. Keep going. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's so many fun parts about playing American Legion baseball in the summer. Um, but being like a little, almost like uh, bad news bears-ish, <laughs> right? Like we're Tri-County. We're like pulling guys from all over. Yeah. And I played for the Cup Inc. Cardinals for a couple years. Okay. The team went under, and I, then I went to Great Falls and played for the Electrics mm-hmm. for a year. And then they, there's this really charismatic southern gentleman who's in the oil and gas industry uh, in that area. And he... Was his name Colonel Sanders? His name was... Doesn't uh, matter. Something Brown. His, he had Doesn't a son matter. named Burns Brown who was... Uh, I, he, I didn't play with him. Uh, he was... Essentially, the dad set the team up so oh, okay. Burns could play, play behind me. But the dad was this awesome like dude who just raised tons of money and built this beautiful little park in conrad actually and then so then we became the tri-county cardinals (laughs) after the the cutting cardinals so this must be a guy you still have like a netflix uh, oh it was great but like you know you're like kind of piecing together a team and you're like oh we're gonna pull a guy from depuria maybe or brady yeah two guys from (laughs) this place like four guys from conrad um, so one meeting people from all over the area was super fun. Yeah, but we didn't have like a bus, right? Like the Mavs have like a team bus. Yeah, we just drove our own cars. 
I can't imagine being a parent and just sending your kid like all over the state because you know you're you're driving like, others sixteen year olds in the car with it was you. F- fucking pandemonium <laughs> like it was insane head out to Glasgow or whatever yeah or like left you go to like Canada Bridge, you go to Canada you go to Canada oh a bunch of our games were in Canada you, you only like, need your, to get through the uh, birth certificate then right. Well, pre nine eleven, you just had a driver's license and, to do it. Yeah. And actually, there is this really good athlete named Craig Smith. I say he might have been the best athlete in his class. <laughs> yeah, and he was with like Jeff Larson. Okay, um, and he Jeff's was with bank, the yeah. Grizz. But yeah. they had a bunch of good athletes <laughs> in that class. Anyway, Craig didn't have a driver's license, <laughs> and we went through like. Um, Del Bonita border, which you've never heard of. It's like north of Cutbank. It's only I, open a few I, hours. Or, yeah. I think I went through, through it once. And the people like wrote down our names and driver's license on their hand. Like they forgot their paper. <laughs> and they didn't even like ask us. They, we gave them like five IDs and there was like six and like an Oldsmobile Cutlass Supreme. <laughs> so we smuggled Craig across the border. <laughs> Um, okay, there's a lot of really, really good memories. This is like a whole other podcast. It, it truly is. There's uh, there's sometimes strip clubs involved because <laughs> the drinking age is 18 in Canada, yeah. in Canada at the time. And you get that 3-2 that beer or whatever that is. Yeah. But really what it is is like just cruising around the countryside playing this sort of uh, bad news bear style <laughs> baseball <laughs> it was so fun it was such a great play. i awesome. we got to find out the name of this guy I obviously certainly know him but i'll have him shoot me a message and yeah yeah i mean so many good figure memories. Him out that's awesome um wolf 777 wonders if this was a grow-up game for vidlack we'll find out we'll find out won't we Rouge asks, as a brent as a sugar-coating connoisseur can you recommend a recipe that would help me see the upside of the offense uh, one thing, Gilman is elite. Yeah, yeah. That's so, that's an upside, big time. Like, come, we have to be excited about him. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. He also asked, Mayor Mike, if it is your first duty when in office to put pressure on the U to fix the having scan to fix having to scan tickets to get in. Then scan tickets again if your seat happens to require you to get through the majestic plaza, and then again to scan your ticket to get out of said plaza, <laughs> and get a useless stamp that means nothing. What will you do about this important issue? You know, <laughs> they need more more entry. Like, but this has been a problem for years yeah. now, especially coming from the north side and the tailgates. Like it's just bad. It's awful. My dad, uh, so there's two north entrances, mm-hmm. and my dad, we usually go to the one more to the west, and him and his friend John went to the one more to the east, and they said people were like, like he thought there's going to be like a stampede. I mean, I get, I get, I'll be honest, I get anxious in yeah. there. I do have this feeling of if something weird happens, it's, you mm-hmm. know, and I'm like a normal sized person. I'm not, I'm not old i'm not slow i don't have little kids i mean i saw people like bringing in kids or there was a gal next to me like with a cane yeah. having a hard time walking like it's very i mean I, also hello lynn don't show up so late well There's that. but i mean but, i got in line 20 minutes to kick and i missed the first possession yeah you know um one person wanting everybody coming through and i get it's probably a staffing thing as well but like you go to other major sporting events and it's kind of a two-step pass through you got like the initial security bag check whatever and then the ticket scan further in mm-hmm. 
you could block out part of the street on Campus Drive. Yeah, yeah. move it further yeah, out. They gotta figure push something. the crowd a little further. No, or out. If, but or if somebody did have some sort of crisis or something in there, whether oh like my God. it would yeah. be awful. Yep, yep. Like all the things they're working on, and yeah, it's been three four years of just the. Uh, he's also wondering which one of us would last the longest in the ring with O'Malley. <laughs> Well, Luke. I mean, it'd be Luke. <laughs> I'd be Luke. Yes. <laughs> Luke but we're talking about the difference between four and five seconds. <laughs> like, I mean, uh, we, we were like 135 pounds, but what the hell? That guy's a murderer. <laughs> like, yeah. you know. I, oh, my God. I, would it, the, I think a real question, more than a minute if he was motivated, not just like playing with his food. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Like, I'll distract him. Could you like <laughs> No way. No way. I'm or like, could all that? three of us take him? Like, well, yeah. oh, that's a, I mean, that's no. a interesting... No, no probably no. not. But I think he would do it. Like, one punch, two punch, three punch. It'd be like a cartoon. <laughs> Can we coordinate if it's the three of us? Or are we just like suddenly like in the ring and go? I think if we game plan. I think if we game planned, and could one of you come in trained for a month? We would still lose. (laughs) Of course, we'd still lose. But a minute, a minute. Oh, he probably knock us. Yeah, that's, so, that's, 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 uh, are we? Yeah, because that octagon is not that big either. Really we can't like not. run. Yeah, right. yeah, really. There's nowhere, nowhere to go. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I don't even want him to accidentally hear this. <laughs> <laughs> he shows up yeah. next Sunday. Yeah. He's like, his publicist calls us. He's like, we're going to record the next GFP at... Uh... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Um, this is an interesting one. Uh, Coach Armchair says uh, we should do a live podcast during an away game. That'd be fun. So we talk about it during the game. Like and he says, life. let James call it as he sees it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm in. Oh, man. You know, yeah, so we like could. the Manning cast. Could, yeah. We, could, we could do the Manning cast and have guests. Yeah. GFP cast. There you go. That would kind of actually be fun. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I say some stuff during a game that I, I kind of regret usually. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Grizz guy had a lot of great questions for James. Just uh, he's going to help him out with his. Uh... Ever Grizz, does anyone here play pickleball? No, he, he does not provide a, a, a so, follow up. So I have played pickleball. I am I am a stand up comedian. I don't know if we've covered that, but I'm a stand up comedian here in Missoula. I have done comedy all over Montana, including I have done comedy in a pickleball facility. <laughs> I just thought I'd put toss that out there. And when I went up for the show, I was talking to the, like the organizer, and I was like, "Oh, I don't play pickleball." He goes, "Oh, Lynn, it's not if, it's when." It's when. Mm. Ah. The Shelby had a high school. The the health enhancement teacher yeah. is a guy named Tom Reynolds, Coach Reynolds. His son is uh, Rhett Reynolds, who's on the Grizz basketball team. Oh yeah. Um, Tom, Coach Tom, rabid pickleball fan. We would have like really? ten week pickleball units in high school, like because he loved it so it has much. It's been around way longer. That sport has been around way longer than I thought. I thought it was like a really recent thing, but it's really not. Yeah, he plays. He's like, oh, I played this all the time in college, and he's like six 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 seven. Mm-hmm. So like, it's almost like cheating for him because yeah. he's so he just covers the whole lanky. Yeah. But we used to have crazy pickleball units with. <laughs> Tom and 
I still I feel like I still have my serve down. I've played nice. recently. There's a pickleball club on on there campus is. now. Oh, on campus too. Yeah, there's, there's a another big, one around town too. I was gonna say there's a big one around town. I teach at the Peak, and the Peak just added a whole facility yeah. for pickleball. So. I'm like, there's these stats on like irrational uh, people that like think they could return like a, a Serena Williams serve or like beat a lion in a fight. <laughs> yeah. And I am definitely one of those guys. I'm like, I could dominate in pickleball and I've never played it in my life. Except that there's, a, there's varying levels of pickleball. I've quickly learned like there's pickleball people who like play it and enjoy it. And then there's the ones who like in any sport, you know, um, it's about the gear and they want a certification of the thing and yeah. they want to measure the equipment, you know, like there's a whole, the whole spectrum of, yeah. Um, I, I just feel like, give me just a couple practice sessions and obsession. give me some good shoes. And I'm, it's not if it's when I destroy these old guys. <laughs> we can put that. We'll work that into the live, into the live podcast. Uh, Brewski's did the Grizz beat Ferris state. If it's not in Washington Grizzly stadium. Yes. Hmm. I think they would. Probably, yeah. but yeah. Okay, last one we got here, and then we'll wrap this up. Double Knicks. Uh, now that out of conference is over, who's your MVP from offense and defense so far? Offense is Gilman. Yeah, I would yeah. say Gilman. Yeah, I agree. And Gadney. We're burning if they'd give him the ball. Yeah. Give him the damn ball. Gilman's been fun. and get, Yeah, I think those are the I mean, how do you ones. not pick Gadney? Yeah. But the linebacking crew is stepping up. Mm-hmm. Agreed. That's it. Awesome. A couple more repetitive type questions, but I think we've covered all the bases. Yep. Anything else you want to talk about, Luke? I could go on and on. Oh, actually, hang on. Wait a minute. I apologize. Oh. 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 Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Can I say thanks for having me? Yeah. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. This was great. Super fun. So this is funny. I bumped into a client, a guy I sold a house to, and he's like, I don't have any social media, and I listen to the pod. And so he texted me after the game, and he's like, I'm so sorry if I'm texting, <laughs> but Love I can't this. tweet at you guys. Yeah. Um, but he's wondering why we don't do more play action. Maybe, as Lynn was saying, it's early in the season. They're setting it up for later. Like, my, I think the most rational explanation of the whole QB rotation, especially if Vidlak plays all game next week too, yeah. is that they wanted to put McDowell on film. Yeah. Oh, Prep yeah. for McDowell, but you're not going to get McDowell. But you're not going to get him. Yeah. But just in case, you know. It's such a bunch. It's such a head game. What because if, otherwise I just like. What if we see all McDowell next week? Right. right. <laughs> Part of me thinks you can see that because they said they have a plan. No. And it was like going to give majority to Vidlak in one game. Then McDowell comes in. Majority to McDowell the next game. Vidlak comes in. Then we're going to give Vidlak the game. And then next week we're going to give McDowell the game. And then Chris Brown. And then, <laughs> and then a yacht is going to start. And then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hell and high. Pride of my hometown. Yeah. Uh, our friend Donovan sent a few things, but I'm I'm seeing two things here that'll just uh, you know just cheer up Grizz Nation to close the Grizz Fan Pod. Um, Hero Sports dropped Montana from 17 to 21, calling it a squeak by in Ferris State. And FCS Fans Nation Twitter account in their newest pod headlines: Montana is the worst three and O team in the FCS. Uh, yeah, so okay. you know. No one believes in us. Great. Yeah. So, I mean, we're not not the ones voting them number 13. I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Less and less people. Tyler led the pod with that. 
What's that? Kyler led the pod with that. That's what it says. It's it's like the lead. Part of me just... is like, you have nothing else to talk about. All right? I mean, like... Kyler just... thinks his one and two Eagles should be ranked. Like, the fuck out of here. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure. Yeah. But this says, so this is FCS Fans Nation Podcast. Drop the Grizz from the top 25. Are the 3-0 and Grizz actually a terrible team? Wow. And then this is Hero Sports. Sam Herter says... He sees dropping Montana a few spots by squeaking by D2, Fair State, um, from 17 to 21. Well, let's just rank Portland State. It's just like... <laughs> well, let's say we beat UC Davis, lose Weber, lose MSU. Mm-hmm. Will this hurt us? Like, people want to dogpile us early just because it's like... It's kind of fun to punch down, like punch it, not down, but punch it, the Grizz, since it's always fun to do that. It's always fun to do that. Like, if we're six and two, are we not going to get. Um, I think they're always going to come back and say, strike the schedule. Regardless, they're going to come back and say, you, played, you played a D2 school instead mm-hmm. of playing Oregon State or UW or, you know. I mean, South Dakota State, whatever. I think they're always going to just say, oh, D2. Hmm. And not even, no asterisk for which D2 team you played. But you know what? That's where, just don't care. Like, I've, this year, it just, who cares? Like, it's like the Cat players chant, tweeting about the Grizz game. Like, yeah. Being ticked off about Get a life, guys. The Grizz were picked sixth in the Big Sky Conference. None of us on this pod have argued that they should be have been ranked higher than that. We have no control over the rankings, and then they want like us to be upset because <laughs> Sam Herter is like, "Well, they're not good." Well, none of us said they well, were. Well, I feel like I feel like it says more about them yeah. than it does about the program. You know, I feel like if this is getting to your, sticking in your craw that much, it, it says more about you than it does about. For the record, Chambers did delete his tweet about Sean O'Malley losing his next fight. Fortunately, the Grizz Fan Pod keeps receipts. <laughs> so it's there. Shared again. <laughs> How many Twitter screenshots do you have on your phone, Brent? Like, you're just keeping receipts every day. So, Mike, the great thing about iPhone is it categorizes photos. Um, screenshots. 4,957. Oh, my goodness. Now, granted, it's a lot for work as well, too, right? Right. So, like... uh, Never send Brent a Snapchat. Never. (laughs) So, yeah, I got 5,000 screenshots in here. He's got the receipts. So, I'm going to end on this. He's pointing at me. I had breakfast with my mom this morning. She said, you know, I think think you guys are doing really well on the podcast this year. You know, I think the swearing is way. Oh no, <laughs> Janice, I'm so sorry. She's not she listening right now. Down. I didn't even know if I was wondering but, if how, how much of a potty mouth I could be, but well, I was. I've, I did pretty I, well. I dropped some f bombs late. <laughs> yeah, yeah, late. She's like, it's at least much later because I'm not hearing it. It's like, oh, that's so thanks, funny. mom. Thanks, Charm. appreciate it. <laughs> Grandma Newton stamp of approval. I like it. All right, Lynn. Thanks for joining. My pleasure. Us. It was My great. pleasure. Anytime. Yeah. Kind of an odd game to sit and talk about. We just really don't it know was, what to think. I know, but, but I think that kind of sums up this season. So, so we far. probably get used to this right now. So far. Yeah. A lot of ball game left. I like it. All right. Brent, anything else from you? Good here. All right. If we know you, we'll talk to you soon. If not, we'll see you right back here next week. Go Grizz.